Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. And we like ham radio and talking about things somewhat related to ham radio. So let's get started. Accurate. Accurate. (laughs) How's it going, Leia? How are you this fine week? Uh, well, there's a kitchen in our living room, so that's... <laughs> when, I, I sometimes, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I am, I am skeptical. Of what? Of an Ikea kitchen. It has the like, I have, longest I have been, warranty I have kitchens. been to a Ikea showroom. Yes. I have seen the kitchens. Mm-hmm. They look very nice, mm-hmm. but I have also been an owner of Ikea flat pack furniture. Not the greatest That's stuff. That's why I have hired IKEA to also assemble and install. It's the durability that I question. So that is That's what I'm doing. It's a 25 year warranty. Yeah, but what does that mean? Like, do we have to pack up the cupboard back into a flat pack no. to give back to IKEA? <laughs> like, how does one claim that there is a scuff on the They'll cupboard? Just replace the part. Yeah, but you got to remove it. Like, you have to disassemble your cupboard. That sounds very foreboding. I think it's going to be fine. Okay. Parents have said that they have installed both, um, like, Home Depot installed cabinets Mm -hmm. and IKEA installed cabinets, Mm -hmm. and that the IKEA ones held up better. Okay. Well, I will be cautiously optimistic. Plus, our bottom cabinets aren't even white, so. Yes, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Actually, I, I really like the look of a, of a like a blue base cabinet mm-hmm. and like a white upper. I yeah. think it's real nice looking. Yeah. So maybe we'll we'll I post chose. a picture in the uh, podcast about the wrong handles already. Though, so. Ru- hold, ship it all back. Get rid of all of it. <laughs> handles are the most irreplaceable part of the whole thing. <laughs> There's no way to correct this problem, that what you've done here. And so now I need to go to Ikea. They're missing some of the cabinets, though, and some of the shelving Mm because they're out of stock. Mm -hmm. So I'm supposed to just call every three days to see if they're back in stock. The real problem is that they're missing the 1,800 Allen wrenches that come with the kit (laughs) to assemble it. That's the real problem is I don't know how these guys are going to assemble anything without all those tiny Allen wrenches. I want to know if every pack has an Allen wrench. Of course it does. Of course it does. That's amazing. There was some cartoon. We should smelt it down. (laughs) Just smelt all the Allen wrenches down. Horrible. Oh, you mean the kitchen? one big Allen wrench. You mean, do you think the kitchen pack comes with an Allen wrench? No, not at all. No. Why? No, 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 just no. Why? I just don't. Now, if it does, I will be very impressed to them being very consistent, <laughs> which is, I would, I would argue, Ikea. it's kind of Swedish. I mean, as far as what I know about Ikea. Ikea is the largest manufacturer of Allen keys. <laughs> I just don't know what I would do if there isn't one. Like, I don't know how I feel either way at this point. I really, the whole thing has me very perplexed. So, anyway. I also need to go pick out everything else that goes in the kitchen sure. i just had a moment of reality that we don't have a faucet <laughs> we don't 
I think you asked me, did you pick out a new drink, like Sink. water filter? Oh, yeah, yeah, water filter. Because our current water filter is so slow. Yeah, it's that it's people got, would rather be dehydrated. It's got, um, our city sometimes, like, well, constantly back flushes the water <sighs> mm-hmm. and it gets into the filter. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just does. The filter feed sometimes will get into it. Just, ugh, it's a pain in the butt. Anyway. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. We appreciate you clicking on that beautiful podcast link. We like to kick off the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that, you know, every once in a while, us hams, we have to do the, the most embarrassing thing, the most humbling thing that we could possibly do. UCB Radio? No, not at all. Oh, no. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> read a manual. I thought oh. you were always supposed to read the manual. Man. We, uh, that is, to many of us, one of the most Im- single embarrassing things you can do. It, it's it's a it's a real thing. No, is this like asking for directions? Yes, yes. It feels very much like that. That that dad that dad trope um, of asking for directions. But I have two tips uh, before we get things started here. They are one. If the manual is available on a PDF, download the PDF and put it somewhere. Okay. Put it somewhere you're going to remember it, where it is. I have been downloading the PDFs to a network storage location for easy accessibility on any of my computers. And I've also been sending it to my Kindle. You are screwed in an EMP situation. My Kindle will probably be fine. I don't know. Uh-uh. Maybe I'll back that all up to like a USB stick too. Mm. I did go to Micro Center and they are having like a big sale on just like USB store flash storage, like USB A traditional sticks on mm-hmm. sale, S standard size SD cards on sale, micro SD cards on sale. Everybody was getting SD cards. All the kids, I gave them all. Ben got one for his little crazy jankopotamus uh, camcorder. <laughs> I forgot to get myself a USB stick, though, and I should have, like, of the 128 gig variety. That would have been really helpful. You know what's really funny is that the kids, apparently, the day that they got their laptops, my sister came over. Mm-hmm. And yes. they were going around saying, like, brother, could you move your $60 laptop over? I need to put my $60 laptop down. <laughs> like, $60 laptop is the brand <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and your sister kept trying to get them to like go outside and play with her mm-hmm. and they were like uh maybe later <laughs> maybe in a little while like we'll go outside all they wanted to do was play on the laptops oh my god you you unleash children on mm-hmm. laptops mm-hmm. without putting parental controls on. i was sitting right there and i knew that when they went to bed i was going to load all that stuff you just beat me to it that's all that's all that happened. They woke up to a world of confusion. Roblox was blocked. <laughs> ben woke up so mad. He was like, I think mommy put a bunch of junk on my laptop. I can't, I don't even know how to log into this thing now. because oh, I password protected it was them so they couldn't log into so, each other's computers. So funny. It was so funny. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I'm like, I got to tell you, uh, that was just like, that was just to hook you. That was a free taste. <laughs> That's all that was. Okay. Then we gotta we gotta ratchet it down because we're actually trying to be responsible parents. So. But I, to, I spent hours loading all of the educational I know, games, I know. 
and putting in their passwords so, so they wouldn't have to be like, what's my password? They can't do Roblox? No? No Roblox? Roblox is trash. Okay. Wow. Okay. Minecraft, though. They can do Minecraft, and but actually they have to do Minecraft through M Creator, which is they know how to build Minecraft mods. They okay. can program them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like they can't just play Minecraft? Not online. Oh, Not what about if it's just single player? I didn't even load Minecraft. They can play it through M Creator. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. Hey, I didn't finish the Hammer New Minute. Oh, I'm sorry. The last tip I was going to give you is if the files, if the manuals are PDF, that makes it easy. Save them off, put them somewhere, put them on a Raspberry Pi, put them on a network storage, put them on a Kindle, put them on your tablet, put them wherever, right? Save extra copies all over the place. Trust me. You even want to print them. I don't know. Put them on your refrigerator if it's yep. got a screen on it. Yep. Put it, put it in All your... the internet of things, your ham radio <laughs> manuals, not your pictures of your loved ones. Go buy, <laughs> go buy a... What are those picture frames, those smart picture frames? <laughs> Format all the pictures off of there immediately. <laughs> Put your ham radio manuals on there. <laughs> I will accept pictures of your ham radios being on this picture frame. But that's it. Okay? That's it. That's all that's allowed. No, what I was going to say is uh, OCF converters. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of manuals. Most things are PDF What's now. OCF? Uh, it's like the digital conversion. Isn't that OCR? Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're right. The, the point of this, though, is PDF's really nice, and so is OCR modified, you know, documents. You can do the, a lot of this in, in Google Docs and whatnot, because physical manuals are garbage. I hate physical manuals. I think that's part of the reason why hams hate looking at physical manuals. You can't search for anything. Mm-hmm. The lack of search capability is so frustrating and in a we manual. All, we all know, especially for male hams, mm-hmm. there is a difficulty of finding things right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. So searching is our only way out of trouble, fellas. <laughs> fellas of ham radio. I, yeah, I can't say that enough. So anyway, that's the hammering a minute. Wouldn't it be amazing if somebody mm-hmm. came out with like, you know, once you got these Google glasses or whatever. The Google glass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're wearing these glasses that computerize your life, right? Everything is accessible to you. That if you asked it to find your remote, it would remember the last place it scanned the remote. <laughs> I mean, I I like, I really... This is a whole different <laughs> tangent we're going on. <laughs> Apple AirTags are reaching a price where you could just tape one to a remote. No, no, no. That's not my point. It would be No, like, I know it's not your point. But like, that's been my thought. It's like, is my level of frustration worth $25? Mm. And a lot of the times, yes. It okay. is worth the, the $25. Until they go bad. Edison's went bad in a month. I, I don't know how that's possible. It, I've been rocking some not, for almost a year now. It is not sensing where it hasn't. My Are you sure he didn't get it significantly wet? That it hasn't been seen since July 2nd. <laughs> Have we seen Edison since July 2nd? <clears throat> oh my God. <laughs> I have been running some over a year and they are very consistent reporting. Okay. Okay. So I, but my, maybe he got my it very point wet. is, like, you could say, where did I leave my brown water bottle? Mm-hmm. And it would be like, go, go back. And it's like, 
your brown water bottle is under your bed. (laughs) You know? Goo Goo Glass, who who did this? (laughs) Who is responsible for this? This is getting into some Black Mirror territory. (laughs) Right, right. So join the conversation by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious. And we appreciate it. We really do. I really enunciated that part because uh-huh. no reviews. Not a good podcast last week. Wow. Yeah. That's how we know. Was it too long? <laughs> no, it was, it was too short. It was too short. The last one was, was a, a paltry, some of our, our former podcast greatness. So... Hey, it happens. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man or beast. One foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. That's true. Well, I'm going to pop in and talk about what we're drinking this week. Oh, you just want to... I'll bring the beer. Okay. I was going to wait to the end of that. And no, we're going to do it now because it's a, also a part of my oh. preparedness. Oh, part. well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I screwed the whole format up then. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did. I screwed the whole thing up. We are drinking Mischief by The Brewery, which, again, not your standard pronunciation or spelling of the brewery it is b-r-u-e-r-y and it is from orange california which is right down the street from us this is one of my favorite breweries this they is not make a good beer some of the best avant-garde beer that is they they really try to push boundaries and they do a a really good job at it they are one of the first major breweries popular breweries that um popularized sour beers oud tart Oud tart, which goes back before we had children, like yes. when, when sour beers started getting popular. I like Belgian-style beers. Yeah, this is good. I do not like this. Well, so this is a hoppy Belgian ale, Listen, which I can appreciate you're not I, a fan of If I, I wanted something that, like, disregarded everything else in favor of being hoppy, hoppy, bitter bits... I would choose an IPA. I don't need my Belgians but it to is, be super hoppy. But it tastes like a Belgian triple. It it does taste like it, it has the it it's a very good Belgian beer. It just is also hoppy. Now I happen to like this. The other option was a blueberry cake flavored beer from mm. the brewery. But mm. it was a stout. That that would be all the things for me. Uh it was a lot of cinnamon, it sounded like. Okay. Which I think is like, I don't know. I made a command decision. I appreciate it was a little too bit down the bitter path than you like to go. So I apologize. Where did you get this? At Mother's Market when I stopped to charge my car. Fantastic. Because I got completely okay. lost going to Top Golf for a hiring event today. <laughs> Tonight. Anyway. So what's the, uh, what's the preparedness corner? Have you ever thought? Mm-hmm. About the things that you will need for your bad habits in an emergency. Yes. And have you thought about buying things for other people's bad habits purely for bartering? 
Yes. Of course. Yes. Okay. So beer making, obviously. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. A yeah. Still. Okay. I, I would argue Distilling. that having um, distillation capabilities mm-hmm. is going to be more valuable than having beer making capabilities. You, you still okay? Okay, I'm kind of making myself wrong just by saying that. You have to ferment a thing before you can distill a thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that having good beer and all the necessary things to make good beer is going to be worth it in a disaster. Let's call it a proper, complete shutdown of the government because I don't know that we're necessarily shutdown of the society, right? Collapse sure. of society. We're not going to be able to get, like, good IPAs. We're not going to be able to get good stouts at that time. Nor right. should we be stockpiling any of that stuff. Sure. But we can absolutely make <clears throat> some hooch that we can distill down into pure spirit form. Yes. Because who cares how it came to be alcohol? So are you saying that you shouldn't stockpile hops and barley seeds? You No, you don't need hops nor barley. You need yeast and something that can become alcohol. Well, yeast naturally occurs in the air. So This is also true. So what you need is the materials like carboys and other food-grade type containers for fermenting. Okay. Because remember, it doesn't matter how the thing really became alcohol. Mm-hmm. If you're truly just trying to distill it down to pure alcohol, it's not carrying over a ton of flavor okay. in its purest form. Sure. Right. So distillation for me is is king. Potatoes. Potatoes. Potato seeds. Pota- potato seeds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, grapes. Some kind of fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that has natural sugars. Mm-hmm. I would argue that potatoes is probably better spent eating them mm. than trying to ferment them. But hey, I don't know. What about tobacco seeds? Um, there is actually, there is somebody, I could be totally wrong on this. That actually getting tobacco seeds is very difficult. You mm, actually tried? I don't think it is. Is it? I don't think it's hard to get tobacco seeds. Okay. I I think it's illegal to sell. Okay. Maybe that's it. But I don't think it's hard to get tobacco seeds. What about marijuana seeds? Oh, there are Victory Seeds. Victory Seeds has heirloom tobacco seeds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of all kinds of different... Tobacco I've never really heard of. Oh, there's a burly. Burly's what you want. Burly and you can uh, fluke it, cure it. Okay, go ahead. What were you saying? You're I'm just, uh, I'm just typing out the show notes. Note to self. For the preparedness quarter titled, Bad Habits Lead to Late Nights Prepping Alone. <laughs> um, what else? We've we've got alcohol. I mean, there's there's drugs, of course, but I don't think we're we're dipping into that. No, but actually, tussing, lots of tussing. That's not those aren't bad habits. Those are things that you you actually need. But you you almost need to fuel vices, right? So like at least for a while. Hopefully, people a lot of people. So like will enough kick it. playing cards for a casino. <laughs> so. You have to go around collecting clay chips from all the people who are really into Texas Hold'em before it like, fizzled out. 
<laughs> no, the chips are fine. You can use anything in place of chips. I think we've learned that. In a casino, though, you'd want something consistent. Sure. And not necessarily something that somebody can bring in. Oh, yeah, they can't Ashes. bring in their own peanuts. <laughs> Just their own money? <laughs> like money bartering things? Like, okay, like like what? Like a bag of rice. <laughs> a bag of salt. Just just grains of rice is the yeah. table. The roulette table is just covered in rice. You just you just like weigh the bags. <laughs> this is a half pound. This is a pound. <laughs> That's why again poker chips are of a, a, a good value. <laughs> is that you can exchange a bag of rice for a series of chips which fit on the table easier than sure. loose grains of rice strewn about. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, marijuana seeds is the only other thing, mm -hmm. which, you know, might have medical purposes in a complete end time situation. I mean, at some point, like, you're going to be reaching for everything for medical purposes <sighs> with people being so used to having the capability to just get rid of a headache. Mm -hmm. Right. Like things like that is actually going to be extremely valuable. Like um, I was thinking to myself. You know, honey solves a lot of these problems. Mm -hmm. For alcohol, honey is a great just uh, antihistamine kind of, right? It gives you the local, you know, mm -hmm. whatever local flora and fauna. Um, You're going back to still good things. I'm saying bad habits. Yeah, but with honey, <laughs> you can make mead. That's true. Which is like the easiest form of alcohol. And if you distill mead, it's actually going to be, the end result is going to be really tasty. And mead generally is very easy to make. It's very forgiving. Your only problem is getting enough honey to make it in, in bulk. That's true. That's why you often will offset mead with things like apple wine oh, or cider. Interesting. Right? Because generally it's, you can probably get more apples than you can get a lot of like honey, depending on your situation. So I'm not telling you to go out mm -hmm. and start collecting seeds. <laughs> for things that uh i mean i don't know how long people may have addictions to I, I don't know how long like a tobacco seed would last for like you could probably buy them in some kind of crazy seed vault that lasts forever i don't know but Did you know that actually there's more to it than just like grow the tobacco and then we're done the you know? majority you eat it the like <laughs> i think you can chew on the seeds have you thought about growing poppies <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure buying for those. For bagels. Okay, for bagels. I think those are different poppies. Uh, I'm pretty sure that if you bought those particular poppy seeds, <laughs> people might become curious what you're doing. No, no, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's for when you're not around anymore. <laughs> Dog. Like when you, when you leave the street. When society's like gone, man. <laughs> And there is no you. I mean, hopefully you'll still be alive. I mean, you're cool, but I mean, like, the man you. <laughs> when we're all just busy surviving. <laughs> and then I'm just out there with my poppies. <laughs> all right. So that's preparedness corner. Wow. Think about your bad habits and maybe other people's bad habits and... uh 
what are you going to do? Think about getting off of your bad habits and using other people's bad habits <laughs> to control them. <laughs> Me, I'm stocking up on ham radios. <laughs> <laughs> I know how this game's played. <laughs> What's happening? The staircases change, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. So I have a Harry Potter related update. What? Uh, today at work, there was a meeting. I was in the the vault. Mm -hmm. And there was a meeting that said Sorting Hat event. And I'm like, oh. Excellent. What's this all about? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I, I ran in there. I was I was kind of in between meetings. And, and my meeting had just gotten canceled. So I had like 30 minutes before I needed to get into the, another meeting. And someone who is part of my team um, says, oh, oh, Josh, you're here. Um, you know, thanks for coming. Do you want to be sorted? And I'm like, okay, yes, but um, I'm, I'm sorry. Can Fair I, warning. Can I jump ahead of the line to just, because I got to go, because I got to get into a meeting. So it turns out what they did was they'd have you sit in front of the room, and then everybody was there, and then they would ask you questions. Mm -hmm. after um that's not how the sorting hat works i understand we didn't have an actual sorting hat and you can't really have electronics in there anyway so i have a sorting hat i understand so <laughs> the, the person that was running the whole thing would give you kind of a couple key words of what each house was mm -hmm. and um so like <laughs> so you're like snakes green <laughs> <laughs> so like gryffindor is bravery right um hufflepuff is reliable loyal they're also good finders true yeah uh ravenclaw is intelligent and something else what's the other thing ravenclaw is mm. responsible okay uh and then slytherin is ambitious and leadership mm -hmm. she tied leadership to slytherin which i'm not really sure that that's the case but um I thought that was a Gryffindor thing. I, I mean, I guess technically uh, Voldemort was a very active leader. <laughs> when, you, when you get right down to it. <laughs> I mean, he led by fear. He was a successful leader. A lot of people followed him. <laughs> like, like, I guess For whatever reason. Stalin and Hitler were, I guess. They were all, funny enough, they're in the Hall of <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so basically they ask you questions like to try and get an idea of where you fit in that whole thing. And like the first question was dogs or cats? I said dogs. Cats is Slytherin. Sure, but dogs is the answer for me. Uh, somebody asked, who is who is your favorite defense of the dark arts Snape. instructor? And I said Snape. And then they asked a clarifying question, why? Specifically for Snape. Everybody, Snape, everybody knows all the other ones, but why Snape? Because he was both experienced on both sides of the yeah. dark arts. And then I also went that, that he, um, being a potions master teacher, potions ultimately ended up being some of the most valuable skill set that they used in many of the movies. Yes. And it was all generally because of Snape, either in the form of stuff they took from him mm -hmm. or from like the Half-Blood Prince, right. like the book, his mm -hmm. book. Um, there was a bunch of other questions, but what do you, which house do you think I got sorted into? I bet they sorted you into Gryffindor. No. Hufflepuff. No. You but got Hufflepuff. My, my former boss, <laughs> when, when Hufflepuff came around, I started 
looking to the left and I'm like, don't any of you put your hands up. And I look over my my old boss just had his hands straight up. I'm like, you, you son of a. Your sister is also a very proud Hufflepuff. Oh, she's very yeah. proud Hufflepuff. But she is a, she is a Hufflepuff. Yes. Um, the best kind of Hufflepuff, right? Yeah. The best kind. Uh-huh. So what is it then? There's only two. It couldn't be Ravenclaw. It Couldn't was Ravenclaw. be. Couldn't be. Yep. That's my house. <laughs> it was Ravenclaw. And I said, well, those are the only two acceptable answers. So I will I will <laughs> capitulate to the to the masses. I stand by the fact that Harry Potter was one of the worst characters <laughs> in the entire series. <laughs> he should have been a Hufflepuff. He just lucked into everything. <laughs> I, I mean, it was pure. It was. It's not like so, he was at all ambitious. Okay. Sometimes what did they say? Sometimes bravery can be few can be confused with stupidity. Stupidity. <laughs> and that's what it felt like sometimes. Harry Potter just like Leroy Jenkins himself through a lot of the stuff that he did. Like if it were not for Hermione, who rightfully is a Ravenclaw, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She should not have been a Gryffindor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, no. She shouldn't have not been a Gryffindor at all. She should have been a Ravenclaw. Uh, I would, I would say, like his Patronus charm that he pulls a couple of times, very Gryffindor, right? That is right. very much a Gryffindor. It was just because he was a legacy. <laughs> he, was just, he pledged. Uh, the hat was like, "Yo, dog, it's cool. You drank like a twelve or a natty ice." I'm going to go with what your wishes are on this one, but you're on thin ice, bro. (laughs) So anyway, that happened. And so I was like, all right, we're good. But there you go. You should have said cats. (laughs) You would have been Slytherin. (laughs) Uh, Snakes are Slytherin. Cats are Ravenclaw. But if you have the option between dogs and cats, cats are Slytherin. There is plenty of very intelligent, smart dogs. And dogs, dogs, dergs. You like dogs? Uh, dogs are very capable in different ways, right? Slytherin is not about to being just smart or just capable. Yeah, they are. They, cats are self-serving, <laughs> which is Slytherin is the house of self-serve. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. But it's amazing they also, that they even sit down at the banquet to be served. But they, but, but. But you use dogs because dogs actually can do work for you. Cats do not do work. They're not useful. That's what you would say about snakes. Well, that's because Salazar Slytherin was a par- a parcel tongue. See? Okay. That's the only reason for yeah. that. It's like a it's like a slogan. A motto. You're trying to tell me that in some universe, dogs would be considered Slytherin. In what universe? I, I'm just in saying. What, no, in no universe. The moment you said dogs, they mm-hmm. were like, all right, you're like maybe a Hufflepuff or a Gryffindor. No. No. Definitely not Slytherin. That's, dogs do nothing but love you. Okay. That's not necessarily true. Depends on what they do. If they're Show working me. dogs. Depends even, on how you treat them, too. Even work dogs. Are the, like... the fact that that's the, the question that you really latched on to, I would find, I find interesting. There was other ones like... Where because we, I know how to make like, quizzes. They're like, what do you like to do in your free time? Ham radio. Like, <laughs> who do you like to hang out with? Ham radio operators. <laughs> what would your ideal vacation be? Um, there's these islands... <laughs> 
<laughs> where they have set up an Airbnb with ham radio in them. I'm like, wow, okay. This guy's a little weird. <laughs> so. You didn't have somebody go, Papa, that's where I know you from. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. That did not happen today. I knew most of the people in the room. Um, but that happened at the hiring event. What? Yeah, some random person. Some rando. Yeah. Never seen before. So like, he actually works for the company. <laughs> and, so, and, and noticed me. And he was like, whoa. And I'm like, notice hey, me, senpai. Notice me. <laughs> notice me, senpai. Notice me. <laughs> what is a senpai? Is that a teacher? Mm, I think so. Or like older brother. Oh, okay. Checks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've entered <laughs> <laughs> the ham radio crash course email correspondence really tower. The longest segment. <laughs> the, yeah, we're Without... <laughs> elongating the intro to get to the longest segment. We don't have, I mean, this is really just adding up to last week's being the worst episode we've ever made. It's true. There is no voicemail. Right. But if you wanted to leave a voicemail, mm-hmm. the number is 562 562- Three three four two three eight nine, and then you can join us on the voicemail annex. There is no physical mail in the shipping and receiving department. That is okay. You guys don't need to ship us anything, but that just means we're here for the emails. And to email us, you can send those emails at leah at hamtactical.com. We love to hear your ham radio questions, hear about your ham radio journey, basically anything you're doing in ham radio. We love it also if you send us merch ideas for our merch show, merch show, merch site, hamtactical.com, which is what helps to fund the podcast. So thank you for doing that. All right, let's go ahead and get started. The first email is titled Poda Run. Poda Run. This is from our Hawaiian friend, Bryson. Okay. Hi, Leia and Josh. Just thought I would share some of the ham radio activities from this week with you. I've finally gotten good at getting my N-fed antenna up into trees and reliably making contacts. So after work on Wednesday, I decided to head to a park and try to activate it. Okay. This park has an upper reservoir and a lower park with trees. I decided I would try to use my G90 and do QRP with my N-fed up in a tree. Being in a fairly narrow valley, I could barely hear anyone, and I'm fairly certain my signal wasn't getting out. So I packed it up and headed to the top of the dam and figured I would just run my FT891 at 15 watts with my mobile antenna. It took me three and a half hours to get 41 QSO. Oh, okay. I think that's great. But Bryson says the bands were not kind. That I mean, that's pretty good. I'm always... I mean, I guess it was a long time, but... Yeah, and, and by the way, I, I completely appreciate your saying the, the bands were not kind. I, I trust you in that. But I wonder how much of it is the bands were not kind versus we just didn't have an optimal setup. Mm. And sometimes Parks in the Air, we go for non-optimal setups. We're going for easy to set up, convenient, but often that means compromise. Mm. As a side note, I think in the summer I'll be operating exclusively from POTA sites with places to swim. When it got hot, it was over 100 degrees outside. I just put down the radio, went 
for a swim to cool off and then went back to calling CQ. Mm -hmm. This is a really good suggestion and a great segue into what I'm about to ask Josh Mm -hmm. on the air. Hey, how about on Saturday, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You go and get a bonfire site at Bolsa Chica, right? You can do POTA while you're there and then we'll come meet up with you at around like 10 11 and uh and so you'll be like you know you'll be on the beach for a good a good like five hours operating radio you could do the live stream from out there uh the beach has really bad wireless internet i found mm. the last time i was out there was really bad you could get the site mm-hmm. and then go leave. Yeah, after we get there. <laughs> uh, it can't be this Saturday, but I would consider doing that for you all. Yes. Not this Saturday, like no. the 13th. Mm, I don't know. Wow. Maybe, maybe. I really put you on the spot here. No, it's, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have a problem doing it. I just don't know that. The problem doing it by yourself is always a pain in the butt because you're kind of like, you you do a lot of schlepping, a lot of back and forth. But Bolsa Chica is like the parking spaces are like right in front of the bottom. No, no, I know. I get it. I get it. But remember the last time we did it, it was kind of a mad dash to grab one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a pain. Uh, yeah, yes, you just got to be there at like 5 a.m. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> but think about all the operating you could do with the propagation over the ocean. Yeah, 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 and I would take the buddy hex out and really just blow some mines. Yeah, with the auger, yeah, with I'm the auger so stakes that I have. Excited for you. You're excited for me. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's super you. great. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I I would I would do this. I would do this. I would. Okay. But right. I mean, it would have to be. It, it would have to be a lot, and I I want everybody to appreciate a lot of my live all my live streams take work. Some of them take considerably more work. And this mm-hmm. weekend's live stream will be more work. But we're not talking about this week. I understand. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like. So you can make next week's live stream less work and more. I'll interview you for the live stream. There's such bad wireless out there. <laughs> <laughs> you mean we would do the podcast on the live stream? Could you imagine? <laughs> blow some minds that's <laughs> this is this is crazy we're seeing their mouths move <laughs> well bryson continues by now it was midnight zulu so i figured i would start trying to do a late night shift activation 18 contacts in half an hour with 25 watts that is, good enough yeah yeah so you activated two days there you crossed over good job the bands weren't great but they were improving i was getting tired so i decided i would head home as i was leaving the park though i thought the oregon trail is just down the road on the way home maybe i'll stop and see if i can do a quick activation i think the oregon trail that's a that's a bar yeah <laughs> The video so, game bar. Be, just full of Apple IIe's. Be very concerned about dysentery. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I pulled in and I started calling CQ. I didn't want to be there too long. So I gave up with a 25 watt and went up to the full 100. 14 QSOs in about 15 minutes. 
Congratulations. Wow. Nicely done. I'm not sure if the bands got any better, but it was hard to hear through the noise. I assume it was the high tension power lines running right across the street. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's still pretty good, mm-hmm. given the conditions. Mm-hmm. With another successful activation, I started my car back up and continued the drive home. But now I was committed. I decided I would try a third late night shift on Poda. Wow. On my way home. There's a park not even five minutes from my house. I would have to pass my house to get there, but it seemed worth it. On the drive... It would also give me time to check into the weekly 220 net. Mm. I pulled into... Man, Bryson, you live around a lot of POTUS. Uh, 220 net's all local. That's not... I know, but he's saying there's one five minutes from his house. Mm -hmm. And then there were like two local enough for him to be driving to. Right, right, right. Yeah. A five-minute POTA is like... That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. I wish we had a five-minute POTA. I pulled into the parking lot, looked for a clear frequency, and started calling CQ again. The bands finally opened up 34 QSOs in 28 minutes. Oh, that's that's pretty good. I think I called CQ maybe five times. It was fun working that pile up and talking to some people for the fourth time that day. <laughs> I hit that point where I knew I needed to get home, though. I was tripping over my words and fat fingering my phone while logging call signs. I called CQ a last time and no one came back. So I said 73 and went home to pass out. The funny thing was that with the last park, there was a car with some kids in it just a few stalls over. Every so often, I would glance over, and they seemed confused as to what I was doing. I bet. It was a quiet night, and I had the windows down and the engine off with the radio full volume up. I'm fairly certain they heard most of the conversation, so I could see how it would be confusing hearing a POTUS CUSO for the first time. Mm-hmm. That... So one of the things that frustrates me about Poda mm-hmm. frustrates you mm-hmm. about Poda, yes. okay, is that it's relegated only to national and state parks. Okay, why not use also municipal parks? It gets more people out doing Podas, right? I don't know, and it's not like, like there's probably a registry that they're basing off of the entities, right? Sure, but why not have people suggest parks? Because then that takes then more time for people. That a it's all volunteer confirms. stuff. It's all volunteer. It's all volunteer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got people whose like backyards become potas. That would be dishonest. They'd have to confirm with like a city's website confirming that poda. Here I am at the Target Red Ball. <laughs> a confirmed Why not poda just entity. Make all Pokemon gyms potas. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> that's the logic we can get behind right there. Pokey stops on the air. Pokey stops on the air. <laughs> Finally, I'm I'm down. I'm down. Everybody, I'm gonna contact Niantic. This is gonna be just, a thing. You know what you could do is that the way that you confirm the poda is with a postcard from the Pokey Stop. <gasps> the pokies we get niantic involved the postcards we make a qsl postcard in pokemon go <laughs> niantic is really gonna love this for the massive amount of hams <laughs> the sheer volume what is this pokemans <laughs> you get extra points if you nab a legendary 
It's just, it's just all the hams are just running around with Porygons. That's all they got. <laughs> My pet Pokemon, it's Porygon. <laughs> Why a Porygon? What else is Ham Radio in, in Pokemon Go? The Executor with a really long neck. That's my antenna mast. A bronzer. A bronzer is just a... It's like a toroid. <laughs> horrible. I didn't ever trade you that thing. You still need it? No, I caught one today. Oh, okay. I completed my quest with like two hours to go. Okay. Yeah. Great time. Uh, just an idea. Pokemon just an idea. Niantic. Just air. contact. <laughs> just contact Niantic, the, the largest one of the largest companies for video games, and just be like, "Hey, do you want to uh, do you want to get down with this ham radio thing? Totally unrelated to po- to, to Pokemon or video but games. But we really want to get into parks. <laughs> Seems like you got yourself in a lot of parks. We want a part of that action. We're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna pay you nothing. <laughs> okay hear me out nothing and i need you to create a series of postcards <laughs> that are possibly the most esoteric thing you've ever heard of. <laughs> that are literally meaningless <laughs> to the entirety of your of they've your base done that. they've already done that <laughs> that's that's what i want they could still they could just use pokemon stickers and i want you i want you to to connect to and pull from one of the most ridiculous <laughs> logging websites ever. QRZ.com. Yeah. <laughs> you take your professional software developers yeah. <laughs> and have, have them. Tap into the highest end database. You're going to have to be a platinum member. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, front, I'll front that. Don't go on the forums, though. I'll pay just that. A, just a warning. Yeah, don't, don't look me up. On the forums, okay? Okay. I'll cover you, though. Platinum. It's on me. Every year. (laughs) Gonna need you to do that, though. Then they could come up with just, like, a bunch of special ham radio Pokemon. It's about time, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) I found out that it's uh, to evolve an Eevee into, like, the Eevee evolutions that you want it's not just renaming them yeah it's just renaming them it is not just renaming them Why like not? if you want an umbreon you have to be their buddy it has to be your buddy at the time mm-hmm. and then you have to at least get two candies and then you have to evolve it at night <laughs> i've got an umbreon i don't know that i did any of that maybe you caught it no or maybe it was a it. random evolution Mm, okay maybe yeah uh i i did while i was at the hiring event mm-hmm. i did have a guy he, he's like yeah I'm, I'm i'm a systems engineer he's like but my real passion is rf what like, <laughs> what'd you say <laughs> it's like yeah there's just not a lot of rf jobs out there and i went i know <laughs> it's like how does how does one get more proficient in rf was he baiting you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, at that time, a couple of managers rolled up, and I'm like, and while they're rolling up, I'm like, have you heard of ham radio? <laughs> if you're looking, really yes. If you're looking for more experience in RF, and then you heard the other managers go, "What is this? What is he doing? Is he is he trying to get? He's not here for us. He's not here for staffing. He's trying to make more hams out of this whole thing. It's like we get it, Josh. You're a ham radio operator. We get it. It's pretty funny. 
<laughs> You're going to get called into an office tomorrow. <laughs> you got to stop talking to people about ham radio. Step into my office. <laughs> Even for engineers, this is too much. <laughs> He brought it up, I promise. He likes RF. (laughs) We all like RF. We're all engineers. You just go way too far. Every time. (laughs) How many antennas do you have in your office that is completely flanked by concrete blocks? (laughs) I don't know, four? (laughs) Do they hear anything but noise? That's not the point. I'm trying. All right. <laughs> Did you put that ficus in your office to be a pretend natural <laughs> antenna mass? No, it was there when I got the office. But yes, <laughs> it is my office antenna mass. <laughs> Do they still use ficuses? Like, I, I, there's I a plastic like one in my office. Everyone has moved on to fiddle leaves. You know, there is literally a plastic ficus tree in my office that has a loop antenna. Do you? No joke. Do you have to dust it? <laughs> Do I have to dust it? Who is no. dusting it? Because ficuses get real dusty. Is anyone dusting it? I also think no. <laughs> but it has an antenna in it. Okay. All right. Well, Bryson continues. Went on hamatus for a bit. Hamatus? Yeah. Is that like hiatus? Yeah. Okay. A bit a few months ago. But I think I've been rebit by the poda bug. A question for Josh. Do you have any recommendations on two meter antenna for a bicycle? This is a recurring theme. I am guessing I would need something that doesn't require a ground plane since a bike doesn't really create one. Yeah, it does. But I don't see many halfway verticals. If you if you have like a chromoly frame bike, heck yeah. And you get a um, you get a bike rack on the back like, a you know, what do they call that? What is a chromoly frame? It's a metallic frame bike. Okay. Most bikes are metal. Okay. Um, Unless they're carbon fiber. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, if it's carbon fiber, then you got to get half wave. Okay. You have, to, you have to make yourself a half wave vertical or something like that. Or just have an HT that's connected uh, with a half wave like telescopic, but you're going to catch that on something and rip it into your face or something crazy. Um, no, put like a, you know, put a, I'm saying bike rack, but that's not the right term. You know when you have like a little tray on the back of the bike? Unlike, it's like a, a a shelf rather than the bike basket? Yeah, no, no basket. A shelf on the back. Okay. I literally like, have like one of these on my bike. Rack. Yeah, like a, a rack, rack. A rack. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. So I have a rack that um, that actually slides and locks into the the bike rack, the, the, the top rack. Mm-hmm. Um, rack's not the right word either. I don't know what I'm thinking about. It doesn't matter. Um. You just need to modify that to have good ground connection to the the bike frame and then run I would I would say a mobile antenna, like a, a proper mobile antenna. Get yourself a cargo rack antenna mount. Usually it's like a tubular steel um clamp. And you, you can put that you can find a place for that like Could you all over the bike. yourself attaching an antenna to a bike? No, because you're probably not running enough power to do that. Okay. Even if you put a mobile radio in there, you're you're probably fine. Yeah. Probably. I, there there's a guy that um he's he's local. He's part of the local simplex group and he, he runs he runs fifty watts mobile on a bike. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
well, Bryson also asks, mm-hmm. I assume it would need some sort of transformer. So are what? they built into the antenna? No, it's just, well, he's assuming that you can't do half wave, but you, you can definitely do a half wave vertical antenna. You can literally take a mobile antenna, get a good connection. Like a mag mount? To that. No, not a mag No. <laughs> no. Uh, you would need like, a. you could modify a lip mount. You could modify a, a tubular steel clamp mount. There's a lot of different ways you can go with this. Like just, just look up different ant- antenna mounts, but you, you need to have one that's a small enough diameter to go onto that that rear rack that you have um, on your on your bike, you could do it on a front rack, but then you've got an antenna in your face. So I, I would always go rear. I bet you, if you just Googled bike mobile ham radio, you're gonna find a ton of good ideas. Awesome. I do actually want to do this with an electric bike in the future, but I don't have any space for that right now. All right. Well, Bryson continues. Mm-hmm. Now a question for Leia. Oh. Which ham band is restricted to communication on channels other than frequency ranges? I think I got this question last week and it was like 60. You got it. Perfect. <laughs> you got it. My Look other, at that retention. My, my other guess was maybe 30. <laughs> 30 is not, 30 is the one that you can't do voice on. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do voice or voice things. Like you can't do SSTV mm-hmm. on 30, but you yeah. can do digital modes and CW. Hey, you go. nailed him. I'm very... Very impressed. Feeling good? Okay. Well, yeah, feeling great. (laughs) Feels like you're getting closer. I don't know that that's true. (laughs) Just, you know. I just have no real sense of urgency. I can cheer for small wins, okay? (laughs) It's okay. It's all right. You have no I really sense. do have no sense of urgency. <laughs> Maybe you are ADHD. I, I am. How, is this podcast not a testament to that? <laughs> Why is this podcast a testament to that? Maybe we should because both go get tested. We jump around. <laughs> like, what if we both got on Ritalin and then the podcast was all ham radio? <laughs> like, just <laughs> laser focused. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are going to be winding toroids. <laughs> what, what is that? It would be like an NPR show. <laughs> the delicious dish. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we should both go get tested and then share the results And see the who is the most dating. <laughs> most. Like it's, like it's some kind of graduated number. Oh, wow. There's multiple types of ADHD, too. They give you, like, a scratcher, and you scratch off. <laughs> you got three cherries. That's bad. For scratchers, I just go straight to scratching off the barcode. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know so... they really have. You scratched like, off just... the barcode. <laughs> I didn't want to figure it out. You know the answer. <laughs> you... oh, screw it with me. I'll just go to one of those checker things. <laughs> I could tell you. Just, I'll be right back. I gotta go to a side. I'm always curious, like, how they actually determine people have ADHD. It's not like you can spit in a cup or pee in a cup to, like, know. Like, it's, it's I'm a... assuming it's focus tests. They make you record a podcast <laughs> and see how long you can stay Do you happen to have an RSS feed you could give us for a sample? <laughs> I do. I, we saw that you have a podcast that is over six hours. 
I don't know who is in that podcast, but they're all deeply ADHD. <laughs> no, it's got to be like a questionnaire you take. Yeah, but absolutely. then, But then... Then why can't I just do it online? Why can't we just do it online? Because <laughs> it's... It, I don't know. I'm really. Well, curious. go. Let's let's look it up. I'm, I'm sure. Cur- I'm curious, but at the same time, if I'm if it is true, mm-hmm. then like they're gonna try to give you like pills and stuff, right? Or That's what like, I no, want. I want some real. No, I don't. I'm I'm fine in who I am. I'm. <laughs> I have all the tropes, but there are also tropes where I don't have. I just need to be more productive. <laughs> just. I don't feel like I. You're fine in your production. I, I think. just. I just. I can't sleep enough. Like, my sleep isn't restful. The ADHD isn't making my sleep better. How do you know? What? No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. No. No. You, you have hyperactive ADHD. I've diagnosed you. I'm not going to make you take meds, though. All right. So Are you serious? Very... You diagnosed me? Just now. <laughs> what does that mean? It means that you have, like bursts of like hyper focused productivity like every day <laughs> consistently i don't i told you i don't know that uh, you don't have adhd the way i have adhd <laughs> yeah. for anybody that is actually like confirmed adhd we are not trying to offend you no i in our not i am being convinced tested. that like everyone in my family has adhd but okay. because uh, Asian parents be like mental health, yeah, like <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> uh, because they tried to get my brother, like like educators tried to get my brother on ADHD medication when he was younger. Maybe, maybe we should go get tested. Just because we built it up enough in the podcast, we actually just go get tested. How do we do that? Kaiser's just got to have a number you can call, right? I would like to be tested. Uh, is it impacting your life? I could be more productive. Well, what do you do in a day? Uh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> See, that's the thing I, that scares me. It's I, like, I, if I just, it, it's like, and again, this is no one that has ADHD. I'm not trying to offend you, but it's like, it, it, it feels like sometimes like highly functioning alcoholism <laughs> where it's just like, <laughs> Well, you got a lot done, but you drink a lot. Yeah. It's like, no, I, I get a lot done, but it's like chaos. Yeah. It's just chaos. All I've done is just streamlined my chaos. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. I I know, like, you I know. ADHD is systems. I, I, maybe. I think yeah. that might be what it is. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I, I have, I have always said, like, you build, you build um, repeatable things that you do. Yeah. And you streamline them. You just are in a constant process of improvement all the time. Mm-hmm. And that is the hobby. That's the thing that keeps your 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 dopamine drops going. I love you so much. <laughs> That's so much respect for what you're saying. I, just, I love it so much. <laughs> well, I mean, look at look at all my crazy systems I have. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm a total mess. Like, everything's a total mess. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I know where everything is. That's the that's the that's weird ADHD part. Right there. <laughs> that's, that's I know. Maybe, maybe we should just so that people don't get offended by us assuming that we're self-diagnosing ourselves. We actually do go get. Is that offensive? Just yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I'm so sorry. I think it is because I mean, like, 
there are people i think there are like people, i'm i'm unjokingly right now well we're joking I though I, like i'm laughing yeah but but we laugh about everything but there so are people who that has become like a cool trope like because of tiktok mm-hmm. like i totally got adhd you know and then they you know it's a big it's a big joke but then there's people that are actually suffering with it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that they can't they can't work through standard processes without getting super distracted or they can't follow a deadline or they can't work or they, they can follow a deadline but only like hyper focused at the close end That's of something me. i understand I understand. <laughs> I understand and then it's maximum intensity yes i can see it for you like particularly month end time yeah where you you pick a spot yeah a very unorthodox location a lot of the times and you're like this is the nesting area this is the hub of all month end material yes <laughs> the last time it is in the spot that i am in for the <laughs> podcast which none of i have to like paint a picture with my words it I have is an l-shaped it desk. is close to the it is closest to the door so she barred entry into the <laughs> office and the so she basically made it so no one could get into 90% of the office she she <laughs> Literally had stacks of boxes and paperwork right where I'm sitting. And, it, and it's like, is this the most efficient place for you? You're like, well, this is where it is. <laughs> so this is where I'm doing it. And I'm like, yes, okay, all right, okay. It's where it felt right. So, okay, again, maybe we should all go get tested. Okay, well, we're going to do it. I th- I'm assuming we just call Kaiser. Okay, sounds good. So this Sorry, is... Sorry, Bryson. So this is a date night. <laughs> We're getting tested for ADHD. You guys are really dressed up. Are you drunk? <laughs> we just... This felt like the right thing to do. <laughs> Send us home. All right. Well, Bryson says... Well, this turned out longer than I intended. <laughs> Whether you intended it or not, it's we did that on our own. But one last suggestion. Have you seen the TikTok where they mix Mountain Dew and light beer? If you haven't tried it, you should. This is now my beer of choice. On the topic of Mountain Dew and beer, have you tried hard Mountain Dew? If you haven't, I'll save you the disappointment. It tastes like Mountain Dew Zero and vodka. Oh, no. Well, Mountain Dew is... I mean, a, a traditional mixer. Mountain Dew was created to be a mixer. For what? For booze. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny, because I don't think it tastes great with alcohol. Also, isn't it illegal in multiple countries? Uh, again, let me, I have to look this up, because my understanding of Mountain Dew is that it was always a, like, prohibition mixer. Really? Or, prohibition is probably too long, but... I suppose not disappointing if you like Mountain Dew Zero. For the rest of us, just mix your Mountain Dew with vodka and enjoy. Now I feel like the guy who checks into a special event station and kept saying 73 and then continued to talk. But really this time. Thanks for another great episode. 73, Bryson, N7, HNL. So Mountain Dew, Tennessee Bottlers, Barney, and Allie Hartman developed Mountain Dew as a mixer in the 1940s, which is significantly after Prohibition. Mm-hmm. But, uh, still, the my understanding was that it was always a mixer. Okay, so. Josh, remember for next week, you must get Mountain Dew and light beer. 
Okay. Oh, no. Yes. Do you remember like when we were in Vegas and uh, we were told the wonderful concoction of cream soda and Captain Morgan's? Yes. It's actually pretty good. It's very good. Yeah, it was really good. We haven't drank it since, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it was pretty good, I remember. That is always a backup, like, like crazy party night where you don't know what's going on. Captain Morgan's is a horrible booze to show up at a party mm. like it's it's not good um sailor jerry's though am i right it's better but it's <laughs> it's not much better you got a problem with spiced rum no well yeah because you can't do a lot with it you can't make like it's, a cocktail you with need it. it during the holidays you need it from october to december which is the just like pims what pims why you drink in the summer pims spiced rum should be a like a, a summer drink you think it's a Winter drink? Yeah, 100%. You mix it with apple cider. Pirates make you think of winter time? No, I think spiced rum makes me think of winter time. <laughs> really spiced anything. Okay. Um, anyway, they're cream soda wa- and Captain Morgan's warming Morgan spices. Warming spices. There's no nutmeg in any of these boozes. Really? Have you checked? I'm positive there's no nutmeg in it. As long as there's cinnamon. I think that's oh October God, to cinnamon. December. Where... Unless it's in a cinnamon roll. Is Fireball a winter booze or a summer booze? Oh, that's a no time booze. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just a... crammed full of cinnamon. That <laughs> is the most cinnamon per ounce. Goldschlager. <laughs> See, that to me is a winter because it's a schnapps. Oh my God. <laughs> Goldschlager's a schnapps. Right? Isn't it cold slugger schnapps? It is. Right? So we we went fishing on the Seal Beach Pier last weekend while you were doing your stream. Uh, we we caught nothing except for a stingray, and then somebody else. That's on the crazy. Pier caught a. Uh, did you actually were able to unhook it? Yeah. Unhooked it. Who did? It was Chris. Chris the kid. Like, yeah. Well, he's a middle schooler. Good for Chris. Chris is like pro fisher. Something about guys named Chris. Yes. <laughs> thinking of, I'm thinking of yes. fishing Chris, yes. for sure. I should contact him and be like, yo, dog, my kid's uh, into fishing. And you just hear his car like. <laughs> Let's We're go. going right out. What are you fishing? I don't care. Let's go. Um, but I brought else. the boat. <laughs> somebody else on the pier caught a sea star. With the bait still in its beak, it was like squid bait. It was in that the feels like they now. left that hooked out there for a long time. Sea stars are not fast moving animals, <laughs> they're not elusive <laughs> animals. Maybe the sea star got kicked up and landed on it, you know. Gold slugger is a Swiss cinnamon schnapps, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so, when we were on the pier, I was trying to tell. Um, the dads that were there because Mm -hmm. I bought everybody like chai tea lattes and stuff at at sunset because there's nothing I like more than like being on the beach with a nice breeze Mm -hmm. and like a warm calming beverage you hold it with two hands yes I absolutely held it with two hands such (laughs) such a magazine ad I was trying to explain how there are certain scenarios where there's absolutely a drink associated with it. A garden party in the summer, why would you do that? To drink Pims. Yeah. For um, for people who haven't had like a Pims cup, you, you mm-hmm. should. They're very good. 
But the they, they are. I, I do agree that, that some drinks are very Mint seasonal. juleps? Only Disneyland or the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> or if your name's Janae, <laughs> you got a half pound of mint. <laughs> Janae. Mojitos? Also Janae. <laughs> Mojitos are like summer margaritas, uh, spring through summer. Or you're at a cigar bar. Mm. Or if you want to. That's wanna... a Bay of Pigs. Also good if it's beer only because they don't have their alcohol license. <laughs> or if you want to really piss off a bartender, <laughs> you order a mojito. Now, you know what the problem with mojitos is? The moment one person sees one. That's right. It's over. And, and then that's that what guy's pisses, muddling all night. That's You're what muddling all off night. bartenders. You know, it's a yep. year round drink. Old fashioned. Yeah. That's Jack and Coke. Janae's old fashioned too. Yeah. <laughs> The only acceptable place to have a Long Island iced tea. New Jersey. At, at night at a club. <laughs> Before last call. <laughs> oh, lots of drink memories. These are yeah. pro tips. Yes. <laughs> Let me just say that. Be appropriate <laughs> when right. you're drinking. Correct. Don't have a martini in the morning. If you are on a catamaran, the appropriate drink is... If it is before noon, is a Bloody Mary or a mimosa? Those are your options. What's the? Uh, I would go with a Greyhound, possibly. Mm. That would work. Yeah. yeah. On a boat, a mm -hmm. Greyhound seems like a good, yeah. mm -hmm. solid, mm -hmm. feels good. Yeah. All right. If well. it's Hawaii, you could possibly get away with a pina colada. Mai tais. <laughs> um, yeah, mai tai is an anytime drink. I'm assuming in Hawaii. Yeah. It's I'm sure everybody in Hawaii is just loving this. This is <laughs> great. What, what should I be drinking in Hawaii? It sounds offensive to say Mai Tais in Hawaii. Yeah. I, that is... Hmm. I'm going to go on a total tirade on tiki bar culture. We should just move on. It's fine. I like tiki bars. I, I do too, but it's also... And when you're at a tiki bar, It's kind of like the basis drink. of cultural appropriation. Like, it is super appropriation. That's true. Yeah. That's why the only acceptable drink at a Mai Tai bar is a fountain of champagne punch. Oh, my <laughs> God. With, everybody just has straws oh, no. that go into the punch with bowl literally part. an overturned champagne bottle in the fountain. Yes. There was... There's... There's literally That's Minnesota. Shout out to Minnesota. Minnesota tiki bar that had redneck sushi. Yes. Which had chipped beef. Was that chipped as, beef? Yes, as the wrapper oh. around so cream cheese. I have had chipped beef. You have beef. had chipped beef. Thanks, Minnesota. Wow. Always serving we need up to move the treasures. On. Yeah, we need to move on. <laughs> All right, Bryson. Hope we answered your question. Jeez, Bryson. <laughs> the next email. Is titled, I got it. It's all your fault, Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new repeater friend. Okay. And this is from Tim. To my esteemed host, I'm glad Josh wasn't offended by my use of the Kodak ringer. And even though, even thought my snake voice acting it was, was more than mediocre. No, it was good. It was fantastic. I think you floored everyone. This week, I just wanted to give a shout out to K1MAZ Nathan, scene, a late night 
<laughs> After a day at work, I heard a faint call sign from the other room, and it turned out to be him on my local-ish repeater system, hmm. the N2ACF system. It ranges from the New York, New Jersey border up to Lake George and further north. Wow. It also features a six-meter tower that garners a lot of attention when it opens up. Needless to say, I was starstruck. Because <laughs> he was just like, you can hear me calling in the air tonight. <laughs> CQ. <laughs> After some, and I've been waiting for this repeater for most of the day. <laughs> CQ. After some conversation, Nathan remarked on hearing my wife laughing in the background. We joked about our waiting on our first baby and about his secret sauce to getting first and last emails on the pod. Oh, he's spilling hot deets in the repeater? Wow, that's everybody can hear that. Afterward, it got me thinking how we can let someone into our home even if momentarily just over the radio. I felt like I had a new friend over. Oh, that's is, great. This that's is a wonderful email. That's like I literally... I have warm feelings all over my body. What? Did you spill something? <laughs> no, like I I feel really good. That's wonderful. Aww. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, you're being okay. So <laughs> you're being sentimental There's again. Warm milk all over my body. <laughs> Where did this milk come from? This is actually one of the things that uh I always felt like ham radio was about. It is. It yeah. is. That you over the radio you're meeting like minded people. Mm -hmm. And you're making friends that are really far away. It's like, it's like pen pals, but over the airwaves, no postage, you know? I mean, QSL cards. But... Yeah, yeah, okay. Do you but that's do that? You don't do that with repeaters, though, right? You don't do this. No. I mean, you, okay. I don't care if you send Nathan a QSL card for the repeater contact you made. It's not because that's just it's fun. Nice. It's nice. It's just fun, but it's not expected. It, it's not well, but it's also not really a QSL card. You can just say like "thanks for the conversation" on the repeater. It's not mm -hmm. like an actual. You don't give them a signal report mm -hmm. because your signal report is the the repeater's amplifying everybody. But you you still made a contact, and and maybe you want to memorialize that. Like I don't know, you know that there's no reason not to. And and I think anybody who would make you feel bad about that as a jerk <laughs> that's like that that's my feelings True. yeah well tim i'm so glad that you met uh nathan over the air yeah Fantastic. me too tim continues fast forward a few days later and here he is our now, now nathan is in my front yard <laughs> <laughs> our now one week old future ham radio operator Oh, congratulations. Oh, what a special time. That's it's it's a Thanks time. For, <laughs> Thanks. Make sure you get your sleep. I cannot stress this enough. Make your make your significant other sleep. Man. Make them. Make them sleep. When the baby sleeps, you make them sleep. I, I cannot stress that enough. That is my biggest uh I thought your biggest tip was always make sure that they breastfeed so that they have to get up with the baby at night. Well, okay. That was <laughs> That was a recommendation to me, which mm. is 
really good advice. <laughs> but my big advice to contribute is make sure that you know the mother is sleeping at the same cycle as the baby. And also super hydrated. You're right. Bring yeah. them water. They love that. Yeah. Tricks them every Ooh. time. Gets them every time. There's there's literally nothing more romantic than L- literally when nothing. When your husband brings you a big cup of ice water. Just nothing. There's without, nothing without you having to ask. Oh, just without like, the yeah, 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 yeah. I can see it's that. Just like, wow, you were really thinking of me and care about my well being. <laughs> it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, I can. This is the reason I do the podcast. I get a cup of ice water. <laughs> I, I literally water. give her water like every every time we do one of these. Yeah, I'm so excited for you at this uh, at this life juncture, Tim. Congratulations to you and your wife. Thanks for keeping me company during the late night feedings and yard work. Oh, you're doing the late night feedings. Well done. Mm-hmm. Well done. And don't take my uh, breastfeeding comment as um, me being breastfeeding supremacy or anything fed is best absolutely now that i'm not commuting to work for a while this is the first time in a long time i haven't gotten through the last pod before the new one dropped Son of a... are you gonna take it all back josh <laughs> don't sleep yeah. <laughs> uh, the next part is addressed to nathan nathan and anyone else with an earshot of n2acf give a shout the chatter on the system can be pretty dry and i'm sure the owner would appreciate to hear some young voices hamming it up from time to time we always hope so we always hope that the repeater owners and the community that builds around a repeater is welcoming to new people that is always one of my biggest hopes because it is still the watering hole of ham radio is, is repeaters that are just free to the public because that's where technicians ultimately will make some of their first contacts right mm-hmm. so yes that's where we found our plumber uh yeah 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 mm-hmm. henry absolutely k9 kao why did you say it because like that's that? the, that's how he says it on the air <laughs> screams it super nice guy mm-hmm I'm a little behind and haven't listened to the latest edition of the pod, but I wanted to say to Josh, October camping is to die for. I agree, but a lot of people don't like, well, um, I'm also a big fan of November camping, but that gets too much for a lot of people, depending on where you're from, but yeah. I went to the Adirondacks last year, Indian oh. Lake to be exact, mm-hmm. and it was a sight to behold. We booked four sites on an island to keep it all to ourselves and canoed out to spend Columbus Day weekend. Plus, I failed at a poda. I hate to miss it this year, but c'est la vie. Here's to years to come. 73, Kim, uh, Tim, <laughs> K2TJK. Okay, Tim. Thank you. Yeah. TJK. The just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's what I came up with. Okay. Oh, Tim, huge congratulations. And yes, there will be uh, even more fun camping adventures in the future. Technical judo knockout. Wow. <laughs> that's good, too. <laughs> the next email is titled, The Alabama Shack is closer to completion Mm. the correct email hopefully yes andrew you got the right email 
Leia, you... Oh, okay. Uh... What? What? Hello, Josh and Leia. Okay. <laughs> it feels like it's been a while since I last emailed both of you. It has been a crazy couple of weeks. The sitting of Birmingham hosted the World Games that required me to be away from home for a week. Along with the next following week, I was out of state for a fire officer class. Well, thank you for your service as a fire officer. A lot of things have kept me from hearing your wonderful voices in podcast form, but I finally caught up. Wow. Way to go. Quite an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And am able to email again. If you're wondering what the heck the world games are, here is a link oh, for thank your you. viewing pleasure. Oh, it's I literally I pulled up the World Games 2022 and it's Birmingham. There you go. What is it for? It's like the Olympics, um, but it follows after the Summer Olympics. Tug of war, water ski, archery, beach, handball, billiards. Oh, this is uh, a, bowls. Is this oh, like- it's bowls. Wow, bowls are. Uh, Bowls is a thing that I was recent, recently introduced to. What is it? It's um, a ball that is lopsided. Okay. So it's kind of like curling where you've got a center position mm-hmm. that you want to hit. But bowls, uh, when you throw them, they'll generally go more straight. But as they start to slow down, they'll curve in because they're lopsided. That's that. There was a really crazy video of a guy. Is it on the Ocho? No. Uh. Well, yeah, it could be on the Ocho. <laughs> There was a there was a video of a guy who was like, you don't have to understand the sport to know that the shot he just made made was amazing. And it's the guy who like thread the needle between like multiple balls. It curved at the end and then just like laid down and sat right next to the the point marker. Oh, it's like bocce ball. It's bocce ball, but the balls are lopsided. Oh, man. So they they curve on purpose. Like you have to incorporate the curve in the the whole thing. So, uh, bowling, canoe, didn't know that was a sport, climbing, dance sport, nice. fist ball. How do you play fist ball? I, Is it? <laughs> a witting partner. A willing partner. Uh, floor ball. Oh, what's Flying that? disc, which looks like ultimate, possibly, ultimate uh, gymnastics, sure. Jiu-jitsu, Nice. Oh, karate. You know what? Nice. I think my friend's niece was in World Games gymnastics. How about this? Corf ball. What's that? Don't know. Lacrosse. Muay Thai, which Muay Thai is a pretty fun sport to watch. Racquetball. That's a sport I can get behind. Roller sports. Just called roller sports. Softball. Squash. Sumo. Wow. Tug of war. Again, so we've gone the full distance. Water skiing, archery. Yeah. So we went... We went full round on that one. Uh, those are some pretty cool sports, actually. Those would all be really fun to watch and kind of understand the uh, the background on. Oh, I take that back. My friend's niece did not do world games. She won all around for the U.S. Classic for Olympics. Oh. So, that was three days ago. Last time I got really engaged into tug-of-war was because of uh, Squid Games. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You went out and just found some t- some pickup tug of war games, or that's right next to the pickup bas- <laughs> basketball cast. The last time you I- know, the best part about pickup tug of war is it's like, where's the rope come from? Who brought the rope? We don't know. 
Do you put like your rope down to show you got next? <laughs> and people don't bring like additional <laughs> rope. Once there is a rope, they just leave their rope in the trunk. Oh, the best part. I, well, I, I mean, it 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 makes it easier is because the games just they just go twenty four seven. It's pretty much the same rope. And there's some rope that have been in use for years. Wow. Right. Until wow. they break. And then it's like, then that gets. Right. Then they have to go to the trunk and get another rope. So, well, okay. the last time I played tug of war was with Cub Scouts. <laughs> that's... Yep. That's the thing. That's the thing we do. All right. Well, Andrew continues in the episode Field Day Debrief, episode 149 on Apple Podcast, Josh asked my wife what hobby she does. So I figured in this email, I could give you a little bit more detail Good. about both of us. First, here's a photo of both of us. So you can put a face with the people. That's a beautiful couple. Beautiful yeah, couple. That's a very beautiful wife. Congratulations. I will, I guess, drop this. <laughs> Would it be weird yeah, if don't. I dropped that? In? No. Yeah, okay. Don't, don't. All right. I feel like I should keep this brief as possible because I'm afraid to go into too much detail. Oh. I don't want to overshare and make this into a very long email. But if you want me to, then just let me know. I will be glad to do so in my next email. My wife grew up very in a very poor family in the upper part of the state on which she calls the mountain outside of Huntsville. Mm -hmm. Her dad owned a shop that rebuilt motors on the machines that ran the sock mills in the area. Okay. Sock mills, like producing socks? Is that what a sock mill is? Or is this a type of mill? Yeah, I'm going to go Good. with the type of okay. mill. Uh, not making a lot of money to provide for the family. So she had to be, she had to learn to be as thrifty as possible, either helping her, uh, helping in her dad's shop, rebuilding motors to help oh. things move along faster. If not helping there, she would be helping around the house doing repairs while also building the furniture that they used. So fast forward to now, my wife is an accountant by trade and took all of these things she had to do as a child and made them into her hobby, mm -hmm. doing things like woodworking, painting, art, and pottery, just to name a few. Wow. Pretty much. And motor-powered furniture. <laughs> Have you heard about this? Because... Uh, it's it's going to be in the world games. <laughs> Couch races. Yes. Dave's in. Dave's in. We're going to tell Dave about this. It's odd. It's odd. I'll be coming to that event. Also, Andrew's wife is going to yes. be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couch racing. Pretty much anything that involves using her hands, she's into. If I have to be honest, I have to brag on her a bit. Majority of the furniture in our home was made Whoa. or designed by her with a little bit of help by me. So you can say her being crafty is an understatement. Uh, yes. So that was a brief bio on my wow. wife for Josh. That's impressive. I hope it answered some of the questions. I'm, that is awesome. Yeah. If you're that's... building the furniture in your house, you're like, mm -hmm. are you enjoying your time sitting in the uh, <laughs> sitting in the living room? Yeah, no, this is this is really comfortable. I made that. <laughs> I made the thing your butt's sitting on right now. Is your butt happy? I mean... <laughs> well, hold on to all your butts. Because I made all the furniture in this room. Meanwhile, I'm like, Josh, could you put together this Ikea thing? <laughs> I'm out of Allen wrenches. I'm all out. 
I'm pretty sure every time I try to throw away an Allen wrench, though, Ben picks it up and goes, no, I want to keep this. Yeah, and I don't and, know where he puts them. I'm like, Ben, there is a store. They will give them to you for free. You do not need 50 Allen wrenches. I, I'm only guessing that there's some supply of Allen wrenches in the house somewhere that only he knows about. It's in his tool bag. There's there's not that many Allen, Allen wrenches in there. Then Edison's stealing them. <laughs> <laughs> That's also what happens. Now on to the update about the shack. Okay. Instead of sitting here and droning on in the email, here's mm-hmm. a link to a video I made for you. Oh. <gasps> Amazing. I will drop that Videos link in the show notes. Videos are tough for podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Along with uh, some photos I will provide below. I Photos hesitate are... to show this to Josh. Oh. Because I feel like he will be so jealous. Here oh. We go. Here you go. That's a That's big shed. It's a big shack. That's a shack? That's a big shack. That is a big shack. It's got a garage it's... door for maximum And you know, I already said earlier how I like dark colors below light colors. Yes. Very yeah. nicely done yeah, with is, that color choice. This is... It, it it looks like what would be a two car garage. No, not at all. No, no, no. It's usually, two car garages have a door that two cars can fit in. Well, I'm saying that it's the size of a two car garage. But hold just on, I need to do a three door. point turn to get my second car in to the to, to the two car garage because it has a door for one car. I I understand that. The door is for one car. I'm saying that it could fit two cars. You could just say it fits two cars. It's not a two-car garage. I said Usually, it was the size of a two-car garage. Oh my god! I, I don't. I don't like. I don't like your cho- your your choice of. Words. You like the backside of it. I do. I like That's that it's a darker color. I hope it's a. Is it a darker color? Or is it just the light is bad. Ooh, look oh, he's at got that. a side by side in there. Yeah. Good workshop. This is great. I have yet to see ham radio, so I'm I'm already like. <laughs> You're so I think this is a this is a catfish. This is a catfish shed. <laughs> this is the same pictures. Okay. I saw no ham radio. <laughs> he said it was coming along. Okay. What? You better explain yourself. <laughs> it, it looks great. I'm just kidding. It looks great. She's so jealous. It Sour grapes great. over it here. It looks great. Andrew continues. We spent a little more on the building than we wanted to. I love the building though. With the because you got to. They literally have a side-by-side. That's cool, man. They got all the gear. And just to remind everybody, Andrew is the one who had the newly built home. And I'll admit, I got a little salty over the emails. But but now I'm no I'm, no I'm, antennas were allowed. Which, as somebody, his wife is so handy. Mm-hmm. Like, can you not have a discussion about emergency, the, the emergency communication yeah, value? Yeah, so handy that from the last email, which is not that long ago, they've erected a, sh- a shack in there. And it's big. The <laughs> it is very big. I've been talking about remodeling the kitchen for a year. We just got the supplies right now. In the form of Ikea gear. Yes. So many Allen wrenches. Um, but uh, he's going to be able to stick his antenna on that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, that's the goal. Okay. Um, I am a little bit confused, though. Are you getting two sheds, or are you supposed to be sharing the one shed? Because it looks I, I like... I thought I remember there was a multiple shed situation a in two the discussion. shed. 
right? Uh, was that just our idea? A he shed and a she shed? No, I, I thought that. So I thought that this was the 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 utility based shed. Oh, right, okay. and that you had proposed a entirely separate shed for ham radio. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I. If you must go shed, I, I would also agree with you because that allows you to. Because a lot of a lot of folks assume ham radio is just like I put a radio down and then I operate. The reality is is that you will ultimately find yourself getting into the world of like fixing your own gear or working mm-hmm. on antennas or whatever. And also, it's nice to have a space where you can work on like electronics. That's y- true. You know, just just things that happen around the home, right? Um, so that would be nice to have a space that's for that. Right. Uh, so Andrew said, we spent a little more on the building than we wanted to, which means I had to use the money I was going to spend on the mobile vehicle rig to help with the build. Mm-hmm. Seems like a small price to pay to get the shack closer to completion. Construction- okay, so he's going yeah. to build the shack in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Construction began while I was away from home. My wife being the sole logistical person on its construction, leaving the interior for me to finish upon my return. Oh, what a great team. When I was finally, uh, when I finally got back, the holding was up and completed. My waiting and excitement to give a tour of the building, which I found was odd, to be honest. So she opened up the side door to my surprise an amazon box with a bow on top was sitting on the ground what before i opened up the box my wife said she felt bad that i had to use my saved money on the building so she got on my amazon wish list and did as much research as she possibly could triumphantly stating that this could do the same things that those mobile radios could all you would need to get is a mount and an accompanying antenna Opening up the box, I found a Wushan KG UV 9D. Mate, that I have to. Is that what it's called? A Wushan KG UV 9D mate? Yeah, it's a KG UV 9D mate. It's specifically a orange radio. Mm. Highly recommended. I, I, I reviewed this radio uh, on a live stream. That I saved to a Christmas list on Amazon. To say the least, it caught me by surprise that she would do any research on a radio, seeing as she didn't care for ham radio at all. With beaming eyes, she begins to mention that she found a mount online that would fit my truck, the mount being a Lido brand mount that bolts to my driver's seat, Mm -hmm. and that there is some ham store in Huntsville that we will be going to soon to get an antenna. I think she meant gigaparts. So I am now getting my crossband repeat that I was going to do just mm-hmm. in a different way now. Mm-hmm. Unless this is something that I should avoid. It's um, okay, Josh. My wife doesn't listen. So be as oh, honest okay, as good. you want. Oh, okay. I, I was actually a little worried about that. I'm like, oh my God, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna talk badly on a gift. So no, it's not a bad gift. It is a fantastic handheld radio and in a pinch yes you could use it as a crossband repeater and with it having a standard mobile mount antenna it's going to perform much better than a regular ht but not nearly as good as even like a 20 watt or 50 watt mobile radio so 
if you if you want to if you want to flesh out your VHF UHF capability, which I think is good, uh, considering you may have actual repeaters in your area that are useful and a community out there that supports that, then you may want to add a mobile radio to your shack or mobile radio to your car. KGUV9D is a really good handheld. I would argue, I, I've made the argument that it is it is a very good replacement of a Yaesu FT60R, which is my first ham radio. Really good radio. I, 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 I really do like this radio. Wushun, again, K, KGUV9D. Have reviewed them. Generally like Wushun products. You were actually really surprised at how good that radio was. I was very surprised by how good the radio is. So if you were looking for a handheld, it is the one I would hang on to, possibly reducing the fleet down to just that one, depending on which other radios you have. So, yeah. All right. Well, hope uh, hope that doesn't cause too much of a problem for you <laughs> at, at your visit to Gigaparts. Yeah. When uh, don't pay no attention to the icon box. It's sliding into the <laughs> trunk right now. The twenty. The reason why the Wushan and the and the Icon twenty seven thirty go together is their analog radios. Like once you start talking about digital radios, that's a whole different game. Uh, there's different recommendations for that. That I would I would say, uh, maybe you want to stick analog. I don't know. You you should look into that though. Uh, look into local repeaters, both digital and uh, analog, and decide for yourself there. All right. Well, Andrew says, well, I feel like this email has gone on long enough. 73s and there's a gif of what I believe is from Highlander because it says there can be only one. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, that's the original Highlander. Indeed it is. Was it Timothy Lambert? That was before you got into Highlander. Connor McLeod. The clan. I named everything. Uh, Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> 73s uh, from Alabama Andrew KQ4 APD. Oh, P. I, I'll, I'll drop these. I don't know if I can actually uh, drop these animated GIFs. So they don't seem to work when I try. Christopher to Lambert. Christopher Lambert. Mm, there you go. Uh, P.S. Sorry if all the GIFs and images are huge. For some reason, I couldn't get them to shrink down at all. P.P.S. I have gotten into a weird habit of pausing YouTube videos at odd moments for laughs. Mm -hmm. Here are some from your videos, Josh. Memes possibly to follow. Ooh, these are good ones. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Thank you so much, Alabama Andrew. And man, I am... I am impressed with your wifey's uh, construction management skills. That was rapid. Oh, I'm very impressed. I also handle the construction management in our house. Yeah, but she built a lot of it. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, the shed. I, I mean, the rapid nature in which the, she has gotten this shed built is impressive. I don't want to assume she couldn't build a large portion of the shed. I believe it. I mean, but you could. Um, I'm I think assuming Alabama Andrew's wife is capable of. Anything. Yeah, I'm. I'm very impressed. Um, I'm assuming that at least like erecting the roof and getting the posts underneath it probably required multiple people. Like you're not going to do that with just yourself. Just yourself. Right. Yeah, you're going to bend the crap out of some right. metal supports. 
The next email is titled Merch Idea, and this is from Ryan. Hello, friends. A red and black anthropomorphized Anderson power pole standing next to another one with their arms around each other's shoulders saying, <laughs> and the saying, best friends above it. You could maybe give them smiles and maybe giving a thumbs up with the other free hand. I don't know if it's been mentioned before. If it has, you can ignore this email. I I like I, that idea. It is cute. And if we make one um, and no one else has suggested it, Ryan, you will get I, one. I don't think anybody else has suggested that. I know somebody has suggested an Anderson Powerpool shirt before, though. Yeah, but not like that. With their arms around each other? Mm -hmm. Like they're best friends? Yes. Best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Ryan, KF8IV. I like it. Yeah. Fun. Um, I'm trying to think how I would do this. You didn't have to draw it completely. <laughs> yeah. It's like 100% drawn. All right. I will think on this, So you Ryan. make the Thank hat. You. I'll make the shirt. Okay. <laughs> then there you go. The next email is titled, No Friggin' Way, Dude. And this is from Aaron. Whoa. <laughs> Hello Language, again. Language, as Edison would say. <laughs> he says that to so many adults. <coughs> I know. <coughs> and then most adults will be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, you know, because... Obviously, they use bad language around a kid. And then one of uh, one of their friend's dads goes, yeah, I'm an adult. <laughs> and also, I've heard you say way worse things than that. <laughs> no, he hasn't. That dad hasn't. But he's like, I'm an adult, so I can use whatever language I want. <laughs> Good. Should tell Edison that. Edison was flabbergasted. <laughs> I doubt Edison was flabbergasted. He was. He I've was never like, seen him flabbergasted. He, he was just like, but... but where Where's could, my power? Where, my power's gone. Where he could, could he go from there? I had promised myself that I would not bother you again with this topic, that I would restrict all future correspondences to ham-exclusive business. Oh, here we go. But what I heard Josh say, kind of whisper, at the very end of your last podcast, changed everything. Oh, here we go. First off, congratulations, Josh. I have no idea what the details are, but I'm so happy for you on your upcoming involvement with the Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> I can't wait to learn the details of your investigation, especially your findings. After I wrote to you in early June, another episode of the Skinwalker quote-unquote documentary aired, mm -hmm. where they yagged the source of the 1.6 gigahertz signal as a point in the sky. So your satellite diagnosis may be spot on. I'm happy and excited for you and also a bit nervous. Or a bit envious, sorry. Uh, so I am right now um, a technical contributor, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Contributor means a lot to um, people that, that make videos. I'm not claiming responsibility for or ownership of any of this. I'm just there to give like some ideas. Um, so I, I, I did uh, have a Zoom call and we talked about some stuff that I would do if I was there, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they were really interested in trying some of it and, and okay. seeing if there's, again, um, the claim for Skinwalker Ranch is that there's not only a um, 
a signal, a 1.6 gigahertz signal, but there is a anomaly zone in which signals don't transmit appropriately and things like GPS doesn't work right. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Well, I said, I was like, okay, well, we can test that. We can put transmitters inside the anomaly zone and transmit out mm -hmm. and see if there's a deviation to their transmitted signal from where they expect that location to be based mm -hmm. off of GPS. And we can do um, a, a proper scientific experiment where we take that same transmitter and move it outside the anomalous zone mm -hmm. and transmit and see if their location is as expected. And we can also do things like uh, time difference on arrival, which is a different form of triangulation. Triangulation is literally a triangulation of signals, whereas time, distant, time difference on arrival is a... More difficult to do, actually, when it's line of sight like that in such close distance, but uh, we can still do it for a, a reading. I'm not sure how precise or valuable that measurement is, but at the same time, it's something we can do, and I'm interested to see what the byproducts are. And again, it you, you can do it in you know proper scientific fact where you have a constant and then your your experiment, which mm -hmm. is to put the thing in the anomaly, the, the anomaly space that they're claiming deviates right. signals and messes with gps and all that stuff um god there's a ton of ideas I, i've been going back and forth with with a lot of the folks that are involved in that well don't spoil it N well sure okay. i guess i'm spoiling some of it i apologize <laughs> Aaron uh, yeah, anyway you 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 get the idea yeah Aaron continues well so no i'm not spoiling it because we don't know what the results are that's true we don't know what's gonna Several academic colleagues and I have fancied ourselves armchair UAP investigators for several years. We gather periodically on our campus and watch documentaries on the topic and open-mindedly discuss potential explanations and possibilities. Mm -hmm. If you become chummy with Brandon Frugal, the ranch owner, Travis Taylor, the scientist, government contractor, hero of Alabama, or Eric Bard, Frugal's lead scientist, I would appreciate if you could put in a good word for us. Our credentialed expertises include molecular genetics, geology, anthropology, zoology, and nuclear engineering. Mm -hmm. We had a medical doctor who actually started the group, but sadly he passed away last October. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss. That sounds like a great group. Um, can, Josh is like, can I zoom in? No. <laughs> um, there are multiple people that are a part of that show, I believe, that listen to this podcast, and they heard me give that drop at the end. <laughs> And I got a message about it. What did they say? They're like, lol, I heard you at the end of your last podcast about that. So you just talk to them directly. Some of them, at least. So if, if they're looking for that, maybe they'll reach out. Um, well, they can reach out through me and I'll, I'll get mm -hmm. your email through through Leia. To, you know, if you, if you guys are, are, are UAP enthusiasts, then yeah, you know, and I'm depending on what they need, you know, maybe they'll be able to reach out to contact you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I hope you have great fun. Okay, now for the ham-related portion of this email. Okay. I have yet to take my general test and purchase my 891 and resident antenna as you recommended. I am, however, now becoming interested in APRS. Oh. Would you kindly recommend an HT or two that would be suited for APRS while hiking and mountain biking? Okay. Specifically because you said hiking and mountain biking, the solution to this question is... The Yesu FT5DR. 
Always. There is there is no <laughs> um, there is no better radio that I would take out to do APRS, particularly if you're going to do outdoors things than the Yesu FT5DR. Uh, if you if you wanted to be a APRS, you know, nerdy kind of guy that plugs the radio into a computer and and does APRS things on a laptop, then the answer is go find yourself in um, a Kenwood THD72 or D74 um, or get any kind of analog transmit and receive radio and get yourself some kind of TNC like a Moby linked. But if you specifically want a hot little svelte HT, then it's definitely FT5DR. Or get yourself an FT2 or FT3DR. Um, I kind of like the design of the FT3DR a little bit more than the FT5DR. But for straight performance and capability and resistance to liquids and all that stuff, I would go with the FT5 personally. All right. Well, and you can still purchase them online and, and in stores. Hope that answers your question, Aaron. Aaron signs off. I love your podcast. You two are awesome and hilarious. And I learn one or two ham radio facts every three hours or so. Too. Wow. Two? Um, a whole two? Amazing. That's, that's, that's beating that, our quota. We're only aiming for one. That, that ratio, man. That's, we're ratioing the crap out of this podcast. That's amazing. 73 Aaron KD2 ZKB. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you for listening and writing in and for the compliment. The next email is titled First POTA Activation, and this is from Douglas. Last minute, I will be activating K2740 Lake Norman at 1030 to 1430 Zulu. Uh, primary 7.2. 225 megahertz secondary 144.410 megahertz i know it's very early i need to get back to the house early uh douglas this, i apologize friday uh no this is like recently that he dropped this um i apologize i got this like super late and i i want to remind everybody that i i do work i have an actual job mm. there's some youtubers out there that they've got the luxury of not working I hold your jealousy back, Josh. Uh, yeah, just hey, hold I was it. Say, I, was uh, well, yeah, I still work out here. Um, so I, I, I more do, than full time. Yeah, I, I do. I do uh, love you guys sending me when you activate. By the way, please. Okay. Oh, why did this go to me? <laughs> no, it, I was included too in the email. Okay. If if you if okay if you are looking. By the way, this is a hot tip. Actually, I should make this a ham radio minute. But anyway, hot tip here. If you want to activate and, and you spotted yourself and you're not getting the contacts you need, there are two recommendations I suggest you do. One, Twitter. Get on Twitter. Get involved in ham radio Twitter. Hashtag ham radio Twitter. Start posting, particularly if you need to activate. You can use hashtag POTA. You can say, I'm, I'm activating this location on this frequency. Help me out. I'm trying to get activated. Or please, please, please join the Ham Radio Crash Course Discord. And if you need to activate something, go to the hashtag spots and skeds chat room and post there. 
And I think you can even do at poda or at something like that. And you can notify people that you are activating. That is what you want to do. That is what you want to do so that you get some extra help if you need it, if you're having issues. I uh, want that thing, by the way. Uh, right. <laughs> Leia showed me a random picture while, while I was trying to talk through it, trying to crack me up. I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. It's a, it's a men's long sleeve hoodie that's a bodysuit. <laughs> but it's like a... Like a... Uh, you want you want this a, like a briefs the bottom is briefs with buttons on the bottom like a bodysuit how else would you get into it if it didn't snap button yeah I mean, is that like is that so it remains tucked in when you yes. wear slacks yes but it's like a hoodie yes. you got a hoodie <laughs> yes that's fact, literally what i wore today fact, like that is literally what i wore today at the hiring event did it was it a bodysuit no did it come untucked it was untucked the whole time. Wow. What? Yeah. So unprofessional with my hoodie <laughs> that I had on. Woefully unprofessional. Well, I'm sorry uh, we didn't get to spot you, Doug. Yeah. Sorry, um, Doug. Uh, the, probably the the podcast email is not the best place. It's not always the most timely. <laughs> there are two people on that email. One of them actively gets on HF. Yeah. <laughs> the other one does not. Yes. Highly recommend the Ham Radio Crash Course Discord if you want to get some help on getting activated. All right. Thank you. Mmm. Delicious. Smooth sounds. Smooth sounds of Korean mass transit. Yes. Still one of, I think, one I of the best jingles. I want to go to Fight South me. Korea so badly. I, Oh, just in general. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. super down with Korean food. I love Korean food. I'm gonna go get some KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Korean fried chicken. Because <laughs> Korea, South, South Korean is like South Korea is like the motherland of fried chicken right now. Yes. So like the KFC has to have just massive game out there, right? Like they have to fight to compete. Oh, I don't against, know about that. You think it's just American style KFC? That's what you. That's what you call Korean fried chicken, KFC. Oh, geez. okay. <laughs> I get it. But like, I get it now. I, I feel like I get jokes. South Korea has advancements in so many of like these quality of life things, you know? Like what? Like beauty products. Oh, okay. <laughs> just light years forward in beauty. What did you call that? Like, it, I, I guess it's a fusion where it's like the Chinese Korean food. It's like Korean food made by Chinese people. There is a Chinese word for it. I don't know what it is. Okay. Oh, good stuff, though. Helen knows what it is. It was mentioned multiple times with Helen, and I can't remember Because it. Helen is Chinese from Korea. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Food's so good. Her mom's kimchi is amazing. The best. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back. Day two. I mean, you guys didn't go anywhere. We went away. Yeah. And then, then came, back. came back. Two days later. Two days later. Yeah. So We went to concerts in the park. Mm -hmm. That was super fun. We, yep. I don't think we would have gone except for our, our friend uh, who's the mayor put on a potluck. Mm -hmm. And we're like, if you invite us, we will show up. Yes, we went. Because I did not do editing or many a thing Yes, to go stand in a field and play Pokemon Go. Sometimes I see. Oh, I like, brought my, I did bring a radio and I did do APRS. So I have that. 
I've got a big Sunday planned, mm-hmm. big Sunday of ham radio. Right. And I did need to check out that radio, so we're all Sunday good. ham day. Sunday ham day. Uh, the only thing I have to do is remember how to spot soda uh, via APRS. I have to remember how to do that. I may make a little credit card that's laminated. Ooh. So there you go. Do you love laminating? I love laminating. It's just the best. It's ugh, making things that are not waterproof, waterproof. Just to spite water. <laughs> Take that water. You want to destroy this, don't you? <laughs> I like to laminate like things and then just put them in all my pants pockets and wash them. <laughs> That's what I like to do. You like to face off against water and detergent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and dryers. And yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're really challenging the power of lamination. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. So what do we got? Do we have a... Uh, we going we straight have back a voicemail. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to the voicemail annex. Mm, back in it. We climbed all the way back down the tower to get to the voicemail yeah. annex, and we're going to end up going... We're going to take the elevator back up, though. My oh. oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. The Bluetooth is not connected, Leah. I, I'm you don't have your blue that, teeth but... on. <laughs> get your get your blue grill on. It's I only have one. I only have one. Ah, the light tube. is blue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the the board is ready. It's funny because like how many times have we played voicemails? Greetings, my friends. This is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu Nathan in Southern Vermont. I just wanted to bring your attention to a post to the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast. Not podcast. The the Ham Radio Crash Course Facebook group. I'll get it eventually. Um, From the hamstudy.org team. And they were recommending that people not use hamstudy.org as their only means of studying. Wrong. So I thought this was interesting. Many people um, disagreed <laughs> with them. On, I disagree. Uh, on just using that to study. And what they're saying is basically don't use that as the only means of studying um, like some people do. Um, Why did they make such a good cram tool have it as a supplement because they say that there's mathematical tests um, just studying from a practice test and such um, doesn't improve your. You know what I'm saying, Leah. Um, and <laughs> oh, you're talking to me. But uh, <laughs> take it as you will. Um, people will agree with whatever you say because there's people on both sides. Okay. Uh, again, this is Kilo One, Mike Alfazula, Nathan, and uh, from Southern Vermont, 73. Uh, well, thank you, Nathan. So you're telling me the ham study folk came onto the Ham Radio Crash Course Facebook group and said, don't use hamstudy.org we, exclusively. We know you're all listening to this, this podcast. <laughs> don't do what she's doing. It's taken her over a year. She's really made no the, progress the ad for us. We're, we're so disappointed by her performance. Now I want to pass the test just using ham study <laughs> to make a point. <laughs> um, I, I I can see their argument. You know, like, Gordo has books. Books are good. There's there's tons of reasons to use other means to study. Gordo's there's tons of book, YouTube videos. Help me pass the technician. Indeed. Because it made me cram on ham study. <laughs> 
That's true. Um, there's tons of YouTube videos that help with studying. Mm -hmm. uh, I have officially, well, official is probably the wrong word, but we're at the early phases of putting new technician and general videos together and possibly even extra with Gordon West. <gasps> yep. I think that's what I'm going to do. The Gordo himself? Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like yet. I'm kind of actually going to leverage his expansive knowledge on helping people get licensed and what he thinks would be the best way to do a video series. So It must be such a relief to Gordo that you're in ham radio now. Why? <laughs> because you have a real passion to teach, right? Not like in a classroom teach. Oh, no. Like, you really like I to... I hate kids. <laughs> Except for your own, mm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I... So, but you really love imparting knowledge about things you're passionate about, um, you know. And I bet that as a lot of the people who felt the same way about introducing people to ham radio mm -hmm. were worried that the hobby was dying. They probably super appreciate people like you, um, the the Hamnation crew for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, mm -hmm. every all the new blood coming into the ARRL, mm -hmm. the other YouTubers, mm -hmm. the bloggers, the podcasters, everybody. They must feel so relieved. <laughs> They're like, I wonder. I wonder if they like, do. Oh, okay, good. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't have to do this till I die. <laughs> I could just go on a ham radio road trip one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna de I'm just gonna go on vacation to different <laughs> ham radio rentals for the rest of my life. Which I mean, that would be a great way to go. I yeah. I mean, maybe I I just I mean yeah yeah. I like teaching, but I like I think what it is more than anything is I like the challenge of distilling something that's complicated down. Mm -hmm. That's always I, I learned on TikTok. That's a true indicator of intelligence. <laughs> TikTok is is I don't know that we need to use TikTok for any kind of uh, telling people what the what the true true is. So mm -hmm. thank you, Nathan. I I see where they're coming from. I see it. Um, I think that I disagree when it comes to technician. Cram your technician. Sure. Just get it done. Come on, man. Just get it out of the way. It's it's trash. I mean, it's not trash, but like the hurdle that exists there is. You just get it out of the way, guys. Um, general, though, yeah, you may need some help with the maths. I, I'm, I can see that. And extra for sure. I can see that. Mm. So, yeah, I, I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm All right, get in the elevator. We're going back up to the <laughs> whatever floor we were on in the correspondence <laughs> tower. I'm going to have to go to the Facebook group and give my two cents. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Very good. All right, this next email is titled, I am way behind and a response to Nathan's SWR issue from January. Whoa. And this is from Mike. Okay. I am by, I am way, way behind on the podcast. I'm still in January, but Nathan asked about an SWR issue with his antenna and I experienced something similar. So we do. Whoa. Whoa. That was a weird audio. I was flipping a tab. Sorry. 
this last winter as well. I have an 80 meter dipole that was nearly perfectly resonant on 3.825 with SWR of about 1.2 to 1. It worked great and I made many contacts on the net with this antenna. Mm -hmm. I even do net control on this antenna. When I got into December and any time the temperature dropped below 20 degrees, my SWR would go up to about two to one. Mm -hmm. I found that strange and I thought maybe it was just getting shorter because of the cold. Then the temperature dropped below zero, actual temp, and the SWR went up higher yet. I don't remember the number. Mm -hmm. Now I run an external tuner on the dipole just to make sure the radio is happy. Side note on this, I also noticed an SWR change when the summer humidity kicked in. Uh, Nathan found out what this was. It was freezing water. Mm. It was the ingress of water. There you go. Yeah. I, um, having not really have to deal with uh, the weather. I What is that? What, what actually is it? <laughs> I, I, generally, I'm going to guess that, you know, a couple of things can, can be problematic for wire antennas is water ingress into any transformers that you may have. Ice collecting on actual radiating elements. That's a mm. thing. An actual thing mm -hmm. that it becomes so heavy that it'll actually like stretch the wire mm -hmm. kind of thing, which can cause, you know, it to no longer be in tune. I have a show idea. Mm. What if you just drove around, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you could start on Google Maps. I got it. I got a video idea. All the houses with antennas. Mm -hmm. And then you map that of all. <laughs> And then you go knock on these people's doors. What? Ask them about their antennas. Yeah. What? Tell me about your antenna. Uh, just have the cameras rolling right when they open the door. Yeah. No. No? No. You need a fixer to go in first? Hey, mm -hmm. we're going to notice you have an antenna on the roof. We have a question for you. Is it okay if we record it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a curiosity of mine. I actually, this is, this is making me think of a video idea. Mm. I have a video idea. I wrote it down. I'm gonna, I can't spoil it. It's too, it's too good. It's that good. Wow. Yeah. Just. Just like that right now. Your genius is just always striking. It's not genius. It's just, <laughs> I'm curious. Curiosity is not necessarily genius. You're curious Continue. about people's antennas. I'm like, curious about, I'm not going to give anything away <laughs> from the video that I just wrote down. Let's keep going. Maybe maybe we even have correspondents go out and go like, there's an antenna in my neighborhood and I've always been curious about it. I'm going to go and ask them about it and then record it and send it to you. <laughs> and it's just going to be like antennas across the world. I mean, I'm down with that. If people want to do that, <laughs> send me the video. I'll, I'll, I'll make a video out of it for sure. You'll obviously need like a release or something, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're random. <laughs> I'm in somebody's backyard. <laughs> it's three in the morning <laughs> and anybody who would be recording would need to make sure not to get any of the house numbers or anything on it now, it's I'm, actually... in, now I'm in their ham shack <laughs> they're not even home let's try out the antenna guys <laughs> that that wasn't my idea okay I'm not going down for that one mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. all right you're like 
Josh, how <laughs> get an email, Josh? Uh, what? Uh, how do? Am I supposed to use the station's call sign of the handshake <laughs> I'm breaking and entering in, or do I use my own? <laughs> what are the FCC rules on using someone else's handshake when, when they're when they're away and they don't know you're there, and they actually don't want you there? <laughs> All of the restraining orders. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to use the exact grid number and grid square because then they'll know. Then they could know. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> don't want that. All right. So Mike continues. From what I'm understanding, he's on the air. <laughs> <laughs> We're not condoning this. Do not do this. <laughs> this is definitely rock bottom light stuff. <laughs> From what I am understanding, how much humidity is in the air will affect your SWR. Yes. And obviously, the colder it gets, the less humidity there is in the air. I don't know if there's a fix to that, and I'm hoping someone else can add more details to this. But the dipole had no transformer. It was just a center connector and two lengths of wire feeding with uh, feeding it with the RG8X, oh, so mm. I believe. Interesting, okay. Didn't matter if it was the first transmission or the last. Everything's waterproof, like Josh pointed out to Nathan, and nothing changed or broke. It's not the lack of leaves. SWR didn't change as the leaves dropped. Other than that, I have no clue what could have changed. Ah. So I put it on my external tuner and just kept using it. Yes, I guess cold, extreme cold does funny things to antennas. I will keep listening to see if anyone else came up with anything else for Nathan, but at least that's what my experience has been. Well, this person is not going to know the answer to this for another seven months. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be winter again. <laughs> yeah. So he said everything's waterproof. But that's true. They don't stay waterproof. No, that's not the problem. Unless he was sealing that unit up in something with zero humidity the humidity Ooh. that he trapped inside is now trapped inside it's like get me out of here and i will screw up your <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so depending on temperature that can affect things sure things don't know too, too many variables a large amount We're of condensation could be we're speculating did he say where he's from hmm no. Then we're just speculating. Maybe. Okay, anyways. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to catch up, but even at 2X, they are just so long. <laughs> Keep up the amazing work. At 2X, and you drive a couple of times a week, you're probably good. All it takes is actually a really long road trip, I feel like. <laughs> I got through two and a half <clears throat> books of The Expanse on that drive home i was loopy man <laughs> like i not loopy like i was you know psychedelic feeling or anything like that but I don't, I don't know like what happened or what it was in that show oh no it was the crash couch discussion remember the whole thing yes. with the crash couches yes and they were explaining that you know, if they're trying to catch something, like in a military sense, they've got to crank up, they got to go to 11 with the thrusters on the on these spaceships. Well, they could be chasing something for days. Right. And the crew has to lay in these couches that align their body 
perpendicular to the thrust of the ship. Right. And the couch itself is like a, it's like a gel, it's a soft gel thing mm -hmm. that adjusts appropriately and like amps you up with all kinds of drugs so you don't stroke out, right? And they only stop for like 15 minutes every, I don't know, eight, nine hours so that people can go to the bathroom and stuff like that and eat quickly and then get back into the crash couch as they're like chasing down um, other ships. That's like a thing. Right. That happens in, you know, in the in the world of the expanse. And I'm sitting there driving a car mm -hmm. for, you know, 12 hours on that that one ride mm -hmm. from St. Louis to Colorado. And I'm like, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> but you were saying that they were getting poked with needles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, gel. the needles. Yeah. The, the gel has a you kind of get strapped down into it because of any, you know, uh, maneuvering. You've got mm -hmm. to be strapped on those. You fly across the, yeah. the ship. Uh, but they've got to amp you up with a certain type of drugs so that you don't have a stroke, basically, mm -hmm. to keep your body So then these body gel mattresses are just covered in blood. Well, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you brought the blood part of it, and I'm like, I don't... Not really? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. What are you talking about? It's not a knife. It's a needle. It's a hypodermic needle. Needle. Okay. I There's definitely blood. Isn't, <laughs> isn't the term hypodermic specifically related to size? Or does that just mean internal to skin? What's the hypo and that hypodermic? That going into the skin. Is that just what it means? I think so. Well, then like a knife is hypodermic. Yeah. You No. <laughs> I mean, I guess anything is hypodermic if you try hard enough. <laughs> Anyways, Jeez. Mike continues. On another note, you talked about high chews one day. Yes, they are delicious. Mm -hmm. That is about the only candy I can eat anymore because of many food allergies, including corn. Oh, interesting. Oh. Because so many candies use like corn syrup and stuff. Hypo hypodermis is the layer beneath the dermis. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It just means it goes into your yeah under skin. It makes you bleed. Uh, no. <laughs> Not allergic to bees, but allergic to six of the major ingredients in most food. My Damn. body hates me. Oh no. <laughs> Mike W X zero M I K. That's Mike. Very good. <laughs> That's and Mike is also a double R L and Glarg V E. Well, thank you so much for making some new hams, Mike. And uh, hopefully, Josh shed some light on your question um, that you will find out in seven months. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to hear for your reply. The next email is titled "Only Companions: Stuffed Animals and People I Don't Know on My Phone." And this uh, is from this is from Jessica. Okay. Dear Leia and Josh, warning, this email may be all over the place and ADHD brain as Matt did not proof this for me. This is my COVID isolation of badness. I apologize in advance for the length of this email as well. Well, it has happened. I have COVID. Mm -hmm. Matt, Alfred, and Emma are all negative, so I shall be doing my quarantine alone. My mother had Emma when I found out I was positive, so I will be doing my isolation in her room. Let me tell you, trying to sleep on a bed loaded with stuffed animals, which I will now have to wash when isolation is over, is not fun. No. 
Day one of isolation is not going over well. My cat Dorian keeps trying to get in the room despite it being locked. Matt has put soup and grilled cheese outside my door so I don't starve in here. I slept for 12 hours after getting back from the hospital on Saturday. Oh. Oh, that's also where I found out (laughs) that on top of the polyp on my gallbladder and my inflamed stomach, my spleen and liver are also enlarged. Uh, Oh, okay. This as is a not, result of COVID? I was going to say, is this COVID related? So once I am better, yet another endoscopy for me. Well, man, Jessica, I hope you're feeling better. Uh, or you're on the road to feeling yeah. better. Uh, I have been trying to study with my isolation, but so far on day one, my head is killing too much to even focus. Yeah. I've had to rewind a lot, but have used today to catch up on the podcast. Oh, I'm glad well, we you. could be there for you. I don't remember who said it, but I remember someone said Leia's voice is very soothing, and I must agree. Oh, thank you. I (laughs) (laughs) I slept for a total of 18 hours on this day one of this annoying thing. I'm slightly enjoying this whole this is making me tired thing as I usually have a hard time sleeping and only get maybe five hours. Mm -hmm. Here's to catching up on the sleep I never get. Well, that bright side. I love it, Jessica. (laughs) Definitely. As two people who don't sleep enough, (laughs) we support this. Matt brought my note to work for me, and the doctor said I could return to work on the third. That that's already happened, Mm -hmm. Hmm. right? I had my manager message me and say, "Just take the week, rest up, and do not worry about it. We'll cover you." Just worry about getting better. That is a good job. I've never had a job where the managers actually care about their employees and their well-being. This is strange, but I think I like it. I also found that near the end of the podcast, when Josh was talking about the show topic, his voice is a bit soothing, too. Definitely a lot less loud than during the email portion. (laughs) Now for more sleep. Well, thank you. Day two of isolation. I slept another 14 hours. Wow. At least I'm catching up on sleep. My cat Dorian is even more annoyed that I won't let him in the room. It's kind of wild that she can sleep because I was very uncomfortable sleeping because I was so congested. Mm -hmm. I woke up with just a sore throat constantly. Mm. I was constantly drinking water. I've finally gotten to last week's podcast. I forgot I was a whole week behind. Oops. I have actually been able to study a little today as my brain isn't as foggy. I got to the question that has a choice that always makes me laugh, which is why I always remember the answer. Which instrument can be used to determine SWR? A, a voltmeter. B, ohmmeter. C, iamic pentameter. The iamic pentameter is my favorite. D, directional wattmeter. Now, we all know the answer is D. However, I just find it hilarious that they used a type of poetry mm-hmm. as one of the choices. Yeah, that is whoever snuck that in was having a, a quite a cheeky ham day yeah. at the VEC. <laughs> Matt has brought me a Cobra radio to make communicating well, easier. A, he, he gave you a CB? Because he doesn't always look at his phone. So he hasn't been seeing all my feed me or more liquid texts. <laughs> I've taken a couple of practice exams on ham study, and man, apparently my brain is more mush still than I thought. 
First test, 19 out of 35. And second test, 22 out of 35. I second guess myself on a lot of answers and change them, which is what I shouldn't have done because what I clicked the first time was right. This is so true. This was kind of like my thing too. I just needed to go with my first instinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting to hate the whole no silly no silly arguments with Alfred about hygiene as he is crying just one room away and I can't comfort him. Aww. Aww. I don't know if I'm going to make it the whole week without being able to hold my kids. After more studying today, I'm learning that some of the things that seem to sound made up to me are the correct answer. So sweet on remembering some of those. For example, Keplerian definitely sounded like a made up word, but I now will remember it's the answer to which of the following are inputs to a satellite tracking program, not including the other choices, just the fun word that seems made up. Mm hmm. Isolation day three. This day shall be short as I am too mad. Alfred has now tested positive as well. Oh, no. He has absolutely no symptoms, so that's good. However, Matthew seems to be the only negative person. I wish I had his immune system because this sucks. The fact that Matt can only make grilled cheese and toast is starting to take its toll because I seriously want some real food. Oh, you can't like Postmates something? I guess it depends on where you're at. Okay. But yeah, that's... But could could Matt at least open a a couple of cans of Campbell chicken noodle soup and warm it up? Like, it doesn't have to be just grilled cheese and toast. There's a world of canned soups that are okay. I feel like there's there's like some frozen meals you can go buy that you can just put in the oven. Now that you've... Matt, now that you have reduced, reduced your expectations to levels never seen before stouffer's makes lasagna okay <laughs> hear me out it's a crowd pleaser hey it's 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 in the tray that you serve it in and cook it all in one thing you can zhuzh it up though you can like top it with some more mozzarella some shaved parmesan or even some goat cheese and then you sprinkle some parsley and basil on the top like, like at when it's done or, yeah not yeah don't put that Put, don't put the parsley on while you're baking it. Right. Just but add some of the uh cheese to melt. The cheese to melt and get bubbly and crispy brown on the top. I would recommend. And then serve it garlic. with garlic. Garlic bread. No. Put, <laughs> put garlic on top. The bread. No. <laughs> on lasagna. Add some more garlic. They don't ever use enough garlic on those things. Mm. Ever. Yeah, garlic's tough because you actually need it incorporated. Otherwise, if you just toss it on top, it burns. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah. But he, you'd be putting cheese on top of it. Oh, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I guess you could mix some roasted garlic. Like if you roasted a head of garlic. <laughs> this is getting way too complicated for me. Just put the cheese on it. <laughs> if you if you felt so inclined, maybe you could get some of that Lowry's garlic bread spread and put it down. <laughs> on the top before you put the cheese on (laughs) (laughs) there you go that's something and then and then serve it with like fresh made garlic bread like you don't have to make it just again something that you can probably buy yeah in the grocery store already pre slathered Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. with whatever concoction and then like a caesar salad bag 
That's a beautiful meal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and between the three of you, it's it's probably more like two meals. Mm-hmm. Even those small little stouffer trays, it's like really filling. It's true. It's true. I... Literally any frozen food at this point would be fine. Probably any. But you know that the Campbell's you could, you yes could literally cams? You could literally probably Mama Celeste Frisbee a pizza under the door. And <laughs> then <laughs> a gap. Just hit it in there. Hit it right in the slot. But just make sure that Jessica has ibuprofen and Tylenol. Uh, stack it. Yep. Yeah. Take them at the... So whenever you're taking your pills, whenever you're cycling, take one Advil and one Tylenol at the same time. Trust me. Some people recommend doing a four-hour on ibuprofen and a four-hour on Tylenol. Uh, they Okay. Try both. But I'm telling you, that is one of the things that got me through it. Yeah. Not that I was really struggling. <laughs> I I don't know how I, I simultaneously had the most, the COVID that wanted to be known the most mm-hmm. when I was taking those tests. Mm-hmm. It was just like COVID. Like, you know, it's, it's, it could be really faint. Mine was not faint at like, all. I'm here. I, am, and I want you to know. I want you to know. But also like, I'm just, I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. Could you see <laughs> some people for me? Yeah. <laughs> I've just got a few house calls I need you to make. <laughs> Could you? I know you don't know them, but like a hug, I bet would feel really good right now. <laughs> don't you feel like a music festival? <laughs> Doesn't that sound like it would be a great time? <laughs> is that a house of blues? You thought those were closed. <laughs> house of blues is gone, right? I, I don't know. That whole I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I thought they were closed. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm really feeling for you, Jessica. Yeah. Jessica continues, he's making me practice the radio rules since (laughs) since I usually swear like a sailor. You'll practice the radio or you won't get more (laughs) grilled cheese. (laughs) And use the F word as a comma sometimes. That's just when she's on the CB. Yeah. (laughs) Isolation. Day four. Good Lord. Finally listened to some more of the podcast from last week. I decided that since I'm isolated, maybe it would be the perfect time to take my tech exam. Matt pointed out with all the stuff my daughter has in her room, they probably wouldn't let me. So I took a few more practice tests, would do a couple in a row where I would get 28 out of 35 or 26 out of 35. Then I would epically bomb the next couple preparedness corner sidetrack me personally not sure what we would do out there out here in a natural disaster we live less than a mile from water so whatever got bad i'm assuming we would have to evacuate the last time that i'm aware of that mass had a major hurricane that wasn't a tropical storm was hurricane bob in 91 yeah there has been a couple of times we had to go to the basement because of an f-zero tornado didn't do a whole ton of damage, thankfully. I mean, I know what to I mean, do in a F blizzard. Zero is like the lowest level, right? Right. But it's Massachusetts, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at an F one, things are going terrible in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Right. They're just throwing open wheel race cars at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you get that? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) 
I mean, I know what to do in a blizzard, dig my way out and find the nearest donkey because you know they're open here. <laughs> oh, find... a dunk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got to remember there's uh there's Massachusetts some Massachusetts going loves on. Yeah, yeah. Duncan. Yeah. I have tried listening. Oh, there's a video. <laughs> there's a video about Massachusetts and Dunkin' Donuts. The guy that's smoking, the yes. door's like cracked because it's too cold and he's smoking inside of Dunkin' Donuts. That's so funny. Oh man, I love that video. I've tried listening to the podcast while I read so I can finish my reading goal for the year. However, I either stop paying attention to my book and lose my place. Yeah, of I, course. I stop paying attention to the podcast and all of a sudden I'm on day two when I was last in the preparedness <laughs> corner. I do want to own more books than a library because there's just too many I want to read. There are actually a lot of books I have on my uh, book it list that libraries don't have. Your book it list? Yeah. When you finish one, do you go get yourself a personal pan pizza? Like bucket list, but a book it list. Books to read before you die. But where do you get the personal pan pizza? Uh, Shakey's now. Pizza has... Pizza Hut's still around. I don't think they still do that, though. Book it is not a thing anymore? I don't think so. I mean, we have we have literally a, an eight-year-old. Yeah, he's gotten shakies. Shakies? And I think he got a pile. What, do they throw some mojos at you? Or what, like, what? And you would take them. If they threw mojos at you, you would take shakey's them. Shakey's pizza is not good. But the mojos shakey's are pizza's great. not good. The chicken is like, I don't know how that place stays in business. I don't get it. Oh, I don't know what it is. It's a pizza buffet. Because it's Mojo's. It's it's seriously the. It's got to be the Mojo's. A pizza buffet. I'm telling you. For everybody who doesn't know what the heck we're talking about, there is a restaurant called Shakey's, and it used to have like. <laughs> it's one of those wild theme restaurants from yesterday, where the the staff had to dress up like uh, barbershop quartet people. I didn't remember that. Yeah, that was before our time. Like, mm. they dressed up like like weirdos mm. to serve you pizza. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the lines, they started making these. Um, they're basically just slices of potatoes. Okay. That have, you don't have to say, okay, you know this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That have like a a seasoning dusting on them. Yeah. Not they're traditional light, fries. They're lightly floured yeah mm-hmm. but there's definitely seasoned like yeah seasoned flour yeah mm-hmm. um they're pretty good and somebody who doesn't like fried soft potatoes <laughs> they're pretty good you're really you're really selling it like i don't like potato wedges really it's too soft i like i like potato wedges. i know you do i like a real baked potato inside my fry <laughs> i know that's like just eat a baked potato and don't have it fried it's healthier I know. that way i would prefer that but sometimes it's not an option. <laughs> yeah, no. That's my preferred side, a baked potato. Like if I could have a hamburger and baked potato instead of a hamburger and fries, baked potato every time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the right choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Jessica continues, the horrible Baltimore flight with all the snow happened 14 years ago in December made me want to go back to the Caribbean that we had just left. Wow. Isolation day five. Oh, my God. This isolation. This is a long email. <laughs> this isolation diary was Matt's idea, and I'm sorry it's so long. No, I'm glad to be along on the journey. I 
can't come I'm out. I'm filled with ennui, journal. <laughs> I can't come out until the Saturday. The grilled cheese man no longer comes to the door. <laughs> the radio box. The grilled fromage. <laughs> <laughs> the voices out of the little black box with the snake on it just keep saying, Get down! Ten four, good buddy! <laughs> I don't know what strange world I'm in. <laughs> I can't come out until Saturday, and that day is going to be no fun since I will have to wash so much laundry. I'm fairly certain Matt can do the laundry. <laughs> wow. He can take care of all the rest of the laundry, and then all you'll have to do is the bed sheets like, I and know, the stuffed animals. I know it's super contagious, but you could... You could take a couple of garbage bags mm -hmm. and throw all that crap in there that you don't need there right now. Let it sit for like two days and it's fine. And then you can just throw it. He could wear a mask and throw it into the, the washing machine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like modern technologies exist to make this easier. Beginning to think Matt was a false negative because, man, he sounds like I did on day one of isolation. Oh, no. Maybe maybe you had a faulty test. Do you realize how many of those like free government tests that were sent out by USPS mm -hmm. were actually um, all expiring in like towards the beginning no, mine of was, August? No, mine expires in 2023. No, we or have something. a bunch of 2000. The ones I tests. bought. Yes. Yeah. In Ohio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying the USPS. Do you think I got ones, faulty ones? No. Oh, okay. I'm saying that. The government made a huge deal. We're going to send you all these tests. Oh, Leia, are you are you ready to hear something? I don't know if I want to say this on the podcast. I've never been ready. Do you do you know? <laughs> do you remember when you would go to um, a birthday party for your grandma? This is actually a white people thing, so maybe you won't remember this, but you've probably seen a video of this. Okay. And your grandma opens the card. Okay. And there's a scratcher inside. Okay, this is definitely a white thing. And she scratches the scratcher, and it's a it's a winner. Wow. And it's like to the tune of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Unreal. And, and it's a fake one? And then you tell them, to, well, how do we redeem it? And then they flip it over and says, you can redeem this at your mama's house. <laughs> it's a fake scratcher. That's mean. How soon do you think that people will make gag COVID tests that only give positive results. Um, I don't think that's going to be a thing. Whether it's like a joke or it's like literally to get out of work. People are already like eBaying positive COVID tests. What? They don't stay positive though. Once it's positive, no. it's yes. Mm -mm. What do you mean no? Some of the tests... Unless you see it in the window, mm -hmm. you're not seeing the positive. Like Sarah's tests, when they I'm were- I'm saying when I tested positive, mm -hmm. I was, like, it's been weeks now. Yeah. There was one in one of my bags. I uh -huh. pulled it out, still positive. But not all the tests work that way. No, I under- I'm- Hear what I'm saying to you, lady. Yeah. There are people on eBay that are selling positive Just tests. Just Photoshop the positive on if you're so desperate. <laughs> no, but they're selling it so people can, like, have- evidence that they have covid and say like oh can't come into work i got covid 
I'm just telling you what's. Ha- Why are, are you, you arguing with me? me? I'm reporting on what is. Are you <laughs> telling me that workplaces with? are asking for you to bring in physical positive tests? No, but like, why not have the evidence? We only ask for a picture. Yeah, just take somebody else's picture, Photoshop it, whatever. <laughs> just have like a selfie with the guy and he's holding it. <laughs> somebody else's picture. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, no. It sounds like Matt might have COVID. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, now you can give him grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> you just give him the same menu mm-hmm. he gave you. Mm. I like it. <laughs> and then, you know, I guess it doesn't matter because you lose a little bit of your face, right? <laughs> do, you think, do you think I can have something other than grilled cheese? Maybe. Maybe some chicken noodle soup. No. <laughs> Only I, grilled cheese. Did I get anything other than grilled cheese? <laughs> Do you think maybe I could have maybe a little, little Stover's lasagna? <laughs> maybe could you like heat up the whole house with the oven for like an hour and a half? <laughs> Microwaves. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> So that you have very dry pieces, but very I I want a very specific lasagna experience. I want a popsicle in the middle. (laughs) Just burnt to trash on all the edges. There is actually, like when microwaves were first invented, Mm -hmm. like people thought like, this is the future. (laughs) <laughs> and there are straight up cookbooks. You can, there's a cookbook, okay, that explains how to cook a turkey in a microwave. Oh no! Because the microwaves that like first came out mm-hmm. were huge. They were like replacements. They were they were half an oven, <laughs> and so you could fit an actual turkey in the microwaves <laughs> of days gone by. And and there was there's actual microwave cookbooks that exist for people cooking some wild stuff in it. Like no one should do this. Um, well, then we all quickly learned it was a popcorn machine. <laughs> it was a warm up left leftovers and popcorn machine. <laughs> My best friend Sarah, she was raised by a single dad in her teen years, right? Yeah. And he would, for a very long time, just. Take a piece of catfish. Oh, I heard this story. Oh. Saran wrap it and oh. microwave it. Oh, and that's, no. And that's what he would eat for dinner. Oh, God. Right? Like lots of microwave catfish. Oh, God. Which she then explained that he like super slimmed down. Yeah. They, ca- they called him Hollywood Wang. <laughs> like, he's a very handsome man, right? <laughs> Just... I, w- I would get that tattooed on my body. <laughs> Someone called me that. That's what the other aerospace engineers called him. <laughs> wow. Hollywood Wang yeah. works on quite a few levels. <laughs> but uh, see, the, the microwave really served that family. You know what I'm saying? It's served an eating disorder. And then then there came like toaster oven cookbooks. Because toaster oven I would rather just... try and cook a meal in a toaster oven <laughs> than I would try and cook it in a in a freaking microwave. <laughs> the uh 
Real Housewife of New York that was married to one of the Morgan Stanley heirs. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for where and this they is got, <laughs> They got a divorce and she's like going through hard financial times mm-hmm. now. Like years later, she just kind of ran through the money, I guess. Okay. Uh, she <laughs> tried to use one season of the show to talk about how much she could cook in a toaster oven. She was just amazed, right? She just thought it was the most amazing invention. As though it's not a sideways toaster with a door. <laughs> okay. It's literally a small, inefficient oven. It is a toaster that is on its side <laughs> with a door. <laughs> that is a toaster oven. I mean, yes. <laughs> With varying amount of racks, okay? But, like, you can actually do some rudimentary baking in a toaster oven. Sure. But now we have air fryers. Oh, yeah. Which are very small convection ovens. (laughs) Which is just another small version of an oven. It's it's impressive. Air air fryer cookbooks are wild. Mainly half of the TikToks that I just go to yell at. Are people doing things with air fryers? Have you seen how you could cook a whole breakfast in an air fryer, though? <laughs> you put, like, the egg and a ramekin, and then you, like, put the bacon around it, and then... <laughs> and you throw, like, the the bread, I guess, on another layer. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not messing with... I like to toast bread, Period. In a toaster. In a toaster. A regular toaster. I mean, a toaster oven could work. It has that setting. (laughs) We don't even own a toaster oven. We don't. Which The toaster oven is a very Asian appliance. Oh, because we keep our pots and pans in the regular oven. Right. Yeah. But like at work, the the people who really put the, the toaster oven in a workout are all the Asian people. Yeah, because we know... You don't use the microwave. The microwave is an inferior way to heat up food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The toaster oven is like it where It changes the texture of the food. That's that's probably one of the reasons I didn't yeah, have a problem the water. for a long time going without a microwave. I was like, I can heat this up in any number of other ways that will be more delicious. Right, right, right. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. There, uh, yeah. there are many dishes that I will not put in a microwave to warm it up because yeah. it's it's just a travesty. But now we use our air fryer like the equivalent of a toaster oven. Like all the I things guess. you would warm up. That's yeah. that is the fry crisper, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> when the fries show up, inevitably not crunchy enough, because you again want a soft baked potato that is fried on the outside. <laughs> And I get my share of fry. You have to make them well done. They got to go in that air fryer. And and the air fryer is very good. It's basically like a palm frites machine because you're like refrying them. Oh, my goodness. You Technically, a palm frites is already double fried, extra crispy. But if yeah. you air fry an American like greasy burger place, air fry those fries, mm-hmm. they come out so good. And you're in complete control. Just let it go a couple it. minutes. Open it up. Pull one out. Let it sit a couple. Of, let it sit a minute. Uh-huh. So, because it, it comes out a little softer, I'm, they crisp I'm fascinated up. Fascinated by your air fryer method. They Tell they crisp that. up, right? Yeah, a couple like a minute after it gets actually crispier. Uh huh. Try it out. Could be good. <laughs> <laughs> 
put it back in. Let it go a couple more minutes. There's always some errant fry in the air fryer. Because <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the fry machine. And I should clarify, we actually don't have like a dedicated air fryer. What we have is a air fryer lid for the Instant Pot. Right. We literally have an attachment. We used to air. have an air fryer. I got rid of it. You did. And then my mom bought me an air fryer lid. And so for a device sister, we love. Your sister also bought me an air fryer lid. That's right. It was. Okay. We got to keep going. Okay. We're doing it. All right. Well, Jessica says, my cat Dorian is even more mad at me than he was at the beginning of this because he tries to bite me now when I go back into my isolation room. I finally gotten my understanding on ham study up to 90%. I think you're good. So, I, I would actually I would actually just try and take the test. So once I'm out of here and have a proper area to set up uh, yeah. to test, I'm set. See, that's and and Jessica, this is no this is no like shot at you or anything, but I think people they naturally they naturally want to not ask if this is okay when it comes to this. Like people are looking for perfect a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. And you took the test in the bathroom. I did. So what you can do is just ask them, is this okay? But to be fair, to be fair, we have a bathroom that is literally just for guests and is nothing but a sink with oh, a mirror. Oh, you took it in this bathroom right here? Yeah. Oh, okay. A sink with a mirror and a toilet, mm -hmm. right? So I shut that door. There's there's literally nothing in that room. There's like there's not even really toiletries other than like hands. Yeah, but soap. they're they're looking for like computer monitors and electronic mm. devices. Mm. They're not looking for. Do you, do you have questions written on the unicorn plushie? Like, they're not <laughs> looking for that necessarily. They're you know what I mean. Like you could just. Well, ask I mean, them. if you keep looking at the unicorn plushie, I think they might. <laughs> well, sure, but you, you've got you've got no reason to because it's on the bed. And you're probably sitting on the bed or, or a desk or something like that. I, I would just ask them. Don't. I mean, I know that she's probably already out of isolation, but but sure. Yeah. For everybody listening, don't assume that your room is like not conducive of taking the test. Just sure. ask. Just ask. Right. Just ask one of the VEs. It's fine. They, well, they, I, I they think actually, the they element actually, of not wanting to bother the VE. No, but they would rather they would rather you ask beforehand to like pre-vet than show up the day and be like, I don't know, is this cool? <laughs> it's like i'm sorry are you on the bridge of the nebuchadnezzar <laughs> is this the matrix is that 18 screens cobbled together <laughs> and it's just the matrix code is just answers from the technician test <laughs> i hope you can read binary <laughs> I, I just look at it uncoded now all I see is iambic pentameter, <laughs> directional watt meter, <laughs> near vertical incident skywave antenna, moon bounce, something about the ladies. That's what I'm here for. I've checked out some of your YouTube videos and they were super helpful with a lot of questions I wasn't understanding. Thank you for all you guys do. You two are the best and I... Must catch up on the podcast and watch some of the YouTube channels that have kept me from losing my mind here. 
Signed, Jessica, call signed to come. You know what, Jessica? You're there. Yeah, you're, you're ready. About to, you know what? I'm getting ready to ring that bell. Well, Josh is anyway. I don't touch any of the sound controls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, except for the Bluetooth stuff. Like, okay, anyway. P.S. Leia, how did you get from shark teeth as a necklace to human teeth as a necklace? Have you been watching too many serial killer documentaries lately? Ooh, I haven't. Leia is not a murderino. I'm not. But have you read Reddit? r slash no sleep oh uh there's a really good podcast it's called the no sleep podcast that is uh, i i like to read it actually i find that uh and i'm sure sure a lot of people who listen to this podcast feel the same way uh when somebody's reading something Mm -hmm. while i'm listening to it i can read it much faster right but the no sleep podcast is actually like a serial radio show like they've got fully stuff in the background and it's actually actors oh. that are doing the, the written part but the that. actors are canadian Ooh. so the horror bits are like oh hey what's going on <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not that bad but you can tell they're canadian which is pretty awesome i really like the no sleep podcast it's pretty good i do follow um some storylines like related to mysteries but it actually bothers me when like there's no resolution. I mean, <laughs> you know. So That's for me, why it's a mystery. <laughs> no, no, but a lot hey, of Scoob, what's going on? <laughs> no, no. I mean, like one of the nice things about um, the the serial killer documentaries and stuff <laughs> like that is that there is an end. Like somebody gets caught and charged. I mean, yeah. I mean, we haven't had a, we haven't had like a proper serial killer in quite a long time. Yeah. I told you about my thought, my, well, many people believe this and I think that it's the accurate theory Mm. when we cut lead out of gasoline. What? Yep. What are you talking about? All violent crime and serial killers have dramatically decreased since lead has been removed from gasoline. Oh, you think lead was driving people crazy? No, lead has proven, has been proven to make people violent. Okay. What and about- we literally had the air full of it. <laughs> um, also, like, what about fluoride and like? No, fluoride hasn't gone anywhere. We still fluoride. And what about lithium? Lithium? Yeah. Is in the water? Yeah. There's actually like towns that like had trace amounts of lithium mm-hmm. in their water. Mm-hmm. And as a result, their crime was extremely low. <laughs> Because the lithium and they could charge their phone just by putting it in their hand. No, like lithium kind of makes people mellow. You know, that's why they. No. Okay, that's fine. Uh, PPS buried the lead here. Matt got me a new toaster oven pre-isolation. Matt had access to a new toaster oven. How do you think all this grilled cheese got (laughs) there? That's how we used to make grilled cheeses as a You're kid. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. So my... So you didn't even have butter? There's no butter on the bread? No. <gasps> oh. Literally two slices shook. of cheese. No. No, this is... No. L- hear no. me out. That's just toast and cheese. A grilled cheese requires butter on a cast iron skillet or a griddle or something. But I was a kid. Yeah, I... I you were dumb back then. I get it. <laughs> I, I couldn't make anything but udon on the stove. I think I would much rather <laughs> I think I would much rather trust the children with using the griddle 
to cook a grilled cheese than have some boiling water, children. Well, my stove when I was a kid didn't have a griddle. But we have a cast iron you pan. You upper middle class. No, I mean, but, but a skillet is a, a skittlet. A, a skittlet. A skillet is equivalent to a a griddle. Like you don't. It's fine. I don't know, man. <laughs> Anyways, my grilled cheese used to be a two slices of bread and then American cheese, Mm -hmm. right? I don't want to hear about no three bread numbers. One or two slices of cheese and then a packet of Taco Bell hot sauce (laughs) inside. (laughs) What, what, what kind, what flavor? Hot? Hot. I mean, back when we were kids, that was the top of the line. There was no hotter than hot. Right, right. Right. Mm -hmm. Remember when fire came out? We were like, whoa. Yeah. And then what was... Del Scorcho. Then Del Scorcho came. Yeah, Diablo. Diablo was much later. Fire was around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Then Del Scorcho came out and and Taco was like, what's all this? Yeah. Yeah. What's all this about? People need it hotter. And then then you got Diablo. And then Del Taco became Inferno. I went (laughs) to a But they still make Del Del Scorcho, which is crazy to me. It's Mm -hmm. like, what... What are you trying to do? I think that Taco Bell still does fire too, right? How many different gradients of temperature heat do you need? Four or five. That's a lot. Because people are like, no, now it's too hot. Right? Whatever. I went to Shabu Shabu Mm -hmm. with my um, my mom and the kids. Okay. And there's a sauce bar there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Shabu Shabu is Japanese Japanese. for swish swish. Yeah. And it was an all-you-can-eat buffet place, so you could pick whatever you wanted. The kids had a great time picking out all the vegetables they wanted and noodles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I go to the sauce bar, and she picks up a bottle, and it says, the the spot it's in reads capiscum. <laughs> right? Capiscum? <laughs> Not capsaicin? No. It says capiscum. Capiscum. Right. And again... <laughs> I'm not entirely sure everything is labeled properly because everything's labeled by hand. Oh, right? No. Like above the thing. So I don't know, but I pick it up uh-huh. and the label is in a completely different language, mm-hmm. right? It's like either Japanese or Korean. Mm-hmm. And I'm like just assuming it's gojujang, right? Oh, no. So I put a ton of it oh, in my sauce. no. Because it looked like gojujang. Like, you know, like the color and the texture. Uh-huh. And gojujang is like a... It's fermented chili paste. No, gojujang is like a sweet um, chili paste. Okay. But it's still fermented. Yeah, possibly. But it's not very spicy. Uh, no, it's not. It's... It, it's what they smear all over kimchi before they throw it into the... No. Gojujang is definitely a part of that. It is absolutely not. No? No. Gojujang is like the sauce that they mix into. Um, no, you're right. Okay. Like uh, into different sauces, like mm-hmm. to make like dokboki, which mm-hmm. is the rice cake thing. Right, 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 right. So yeah, it's yeah. not very spicy. It's no, more no, no. sweet than it is spicy. Right. Okay. And um, I'm like, yeah, I'll put some <laughs> gojujang in this sauce. I'm like, mix it up. But it's called Capiscum. That's just a brand. And I was like, is it is it a different kind of gojuju? I don't know. Okay. Uh-huh. It is <laughs> capsaicin. It like is, pure capsaicin? It is so spicy. Like one drop is what you're supposed to use. Yes. 
All right. Well, Jessica, hope you're feeling much better and uh, that you're making good use of that new toaster oven, making Matt some grilled cheese sandwiches as he also recovers. All right. The next email is titled Ham Fantasy. (laughs) Okay. And this is from Matt. Hi, Leah and Josh. I'm new to ham radio and your podcast. Welcome. Love new listeners. Love love old listeners. Also love new listeners. And young listeners. Yeah. New, old, young. Pretty much dogs that you just turn the podcast on and (laughs) put headphones on them. So that they go to sleep and stop barking. Whatever. You know, whatever you got to do. Have we tried that with Chloe? No. Oh, my God. That we're just talking back and forth? Yeah. That's not a bad idea. We could ju- she could just listen to the podcast all night. Another listener. <laughs> Can't wait for that voicemail. <laughs> and sure, like jumping into the plate glass window to try and get the cat. <laughs> I've been searching through older episodes, especially about just getting started, and came across one where Josh described everyone's beginning fantasy of going to a park opening a bag and talking to people. <laughs> yes, the, the romantic ham radio story. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended by your fantasy. Okay, tell me more. I want a setup that looks like the control room of the Death Star with buttons and knobs and blinking lights, etc., and me sitting there like some radio god hearing everything. <laughs> One of the things I'm running into getting started, books and SDR dongle have been ordered and are on the way, is that most resources for ham stuff are either preppers or really old guys who have been doing this forever. Okay. That's what makes y'all's podcast and YouTube channel so great. Literally covers everything and y'all are hilarious. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I would like to request maybe a podcast episode covering all the cool stuff with space that a beginner could do with ham. This, I, second motion approved. <laughs> oh, okay. You're doing a podcast topic? We can do it next week. On space thing. I mean, it, it, it's not going to be a long topic, um, but. All the space things. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really interesting about that? What? The guy from Blink-22? Yes. Crazy about aliens. He's like a super conspiracy theory nut. <gasps> yeah. Love it. I love conspiracy theories. That's another TikTok hole I will fall down. Oh, no. Uh, I will tell you, dear emailer, if you go on the channel and you search Sean, just search for Sean. I did two live streams with Sean Kutzko. Sean Kutzko is the authority, as far as I'm concerned, on space-based ham radio communication the only thing we don't talk about is earth moon earth oh man but that's what gets the ladies no i know but satellites iss the iss is better equipped than it's been for like years right now sean would sean would get like too many ladies if he did he got he got one lady they're really happy together she was she was like one of the lead singers on the band uh, when we were all in uh, Ham, was it Ham? Oh my Nation. God. Hamvention. Hamvention. Yeah. Hamvention. Uh, at the DX, the DX, 
Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. This is COVID brain stuff. I would have normally remembered all of this. Oh, you're going to blame a COVID Contest fan. University. Contest okay. University, they had their band get back together. They haven't done it in years. She was the lead sing one of the lead singers. His girlfriend. Amazing. And that's why he doesn't do EME. He doesn't need to. Right. Yeah, he, he they doesn't... recently just did a road trip together roving. Wow. Across the country doing ham radio roving. Amazing. What a she's a trooper. Or she you know, she's into it. I think she's totally into it, which what is a, awesome. What a dream, Josh. Yeah. The, what a dream. The dream. Yeah, the dream. Wow. This could be us. Could it be? I mean, once we get the kids involved. <laughs> Once you build a Minecraft mod for ham radio. <laughs> that's actually, I mean, I don't know if that's even possible. I don't even know what you would do with RF in Minecraft. You'd make it up. No. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. You'd use box, box ionospheres. <laughs> Pixelated ionospheres. Got it. Okay. <laughs> and then your radio would shoot things that would that would bounce off the ionosphere i mean it'd have to be invisible but that would all have to be in the back end because mm. that's how minecraft works is you got to literally do it mm -hmm. yeah all right well matt continues uh i've seen and i've seen episodes on youtube on the youtube channel covering it but i never really have time to sit down and watch a video <laughs> anyway, i listen to four hours of a podcast <laughs> Just wanted to let you know that I think y'all are great. Thank Keep you. up the good work and ham on. Oh, thank you. I, I will tell you though, go watch those Sean episodes. Sean is amazing. He, he's a, just a wealth of knowledge and he's a great, ed he, he is also somebody who's really good at educating others, mm -hmm. like really good at explaining things. Wonderful, wonderful. Sincerely, Matt from Charleston, South Carolina. No call sign yet. We'll probably test in November. Fingers crossed. Matt, good luck on your studies. I know you can do it. And we will get ready to uh, hit that button for you. Uh, we're in ready. November. I'm ready. The next email is titled, Just Follow Your Heart, said he. And this is from JK Flipflop. <laughs> Dear. F. Scott Fitch. <laughs> Dear Josh and Leia, yester month, I sent for an inexpensive yet sturdy Wushun UV9D mate. Its wavelength, a humble one fathom. It arrived <laughs> nice. promptly and is ensconced in my abode, yet it lingers in its maidenhood. Still boxed and unkindled by its master's touch. I'm sure I shall. This, this in can't the turn into like a boudoir time, sexy email about a radio. Grow to love my mate. Oh, oh my God. But somewhere beyond the supply chain horizon, beyond the dark fields of the Republic rolled out under the night sky, lies a KX2 promised to me, betokened by a five digit order number. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was good you, luck. Josh, who rung the green light. On the Daisy's dock, you and that Thomas K4SWL. Oh. And it was you who sat upon your timber throne beside the waters of Lake Gregory and decreed the moorings of my craft be cut with slashing blade. <laughs> Charts half-marked, guided only by the lodestar of desire. And so, I ordered the KX2. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here like a, we, 
It's quite the bodice ripper ham radio email that we got going on. Well, here we are, Wushan, Ella Craft and myself. A misbeseeming triangle, Scalene, I, the hypotenuse, straining to join the skyward angle of HF. By the way, what accessories do you recommend for my kids? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Nicely done, Leon, yeah. the reading of that. Okay, uh, I recommend a uh, buy another battery. I highly recommend buying a backup battery because you can charge them both. Um, you will inevitably get to a point where you leave a battery in the KX2 and it goes dead and you don't really feel like opening the thing up and pulling it out. Or you leave both of them out and you just keep both of them charged. Mm-hmm. And then you can just swap them out if you're doing an activation. Um, I I personally like the uh, side plates with the plastic cover that goes on top, and the heat um, the heat sink that goes on the side for doing digital modes. If you want to do digital modes, if you don't care about doing digital modes, then you can forego the heat sinks, and then you just have the little handles that protect the dials mm-hmm. or the you know the the knobs. I did a video on that. You can uh, check out my setup of that. I don't remember the name of the company that did it or made it, but um, if you look up KX2 side plates, you'll find it. What's another good accessory? A lot of people like the little front paddle thing. I have not um, tried it. Some people like it. Some people say they like the KX3 paddles more than the KX2s. A, if you got the shack in the box and you already have the capability of doing digital, but you may want to go with a digi rig, which is a sleeker, easier option as one cable goes into your computer at that point. What else? Um, the shack in the box bag that they ship it with is really nice. I would flesh that out with um, throw like a K6 ARK antenna in there and possibly a BNC breakout connector. And then a couple of links of wire for a rating element and a radial so that you could tune that into whatever band you wanted. I don't know, cut it for like 14 and a half feet and you're good for like 20 meters with the tuner. Uh, get yourself a decent CW key if you don't have one. And maybe an audio recorder. If you ever thought about doing videos or wanting to save um, what you're listening, what you hear when you're out portable. All right. Sony makes a really good one where you you slide back this little thumb thing. I think I have it on the Amazon store. Link is link will be in the uh, the show notes. You slide back this little thumb thing and a USB pops out of it. And then you just plug it into the computer and that's it. Easy stuff. All right. Well, JK Flip Flop signs off. Good day, sir. JK Flip Flop. That was a fantastic email. Thank you. Thank you. Just, just hope fantastic. you got your uh, questions answered. I hope so. I hope your, you got you covered. Your queries fulfilled. <laughs> satiated <laughs> the next email is titled more aprs please and this is from doug hi there josh and leia it's been a busy week and i haven't had much time for ham radio mm. i haven't reconnected my 891 into the shack since our trip to cedar point the other week i've been on some local vhf nets and played with some aprs sms gate sms gte do you call that sms gate um, and SMSGT. W- okay. 
and Winlink messaging. Mm -hmm. I've put together one of the nano TNCs from Tarpon. I've run through the self-tests and connected with Putty. So far, so good. Okay. I'm printing a case for the first one now. I'll let you know when I get back on the air and how it works. Also, hopefully I get back into playing with Meshtastic. That kind of took a backseat to some other projects. My wife had an idea for a song. I don't want to let anything out of the bag just yet. Still mm. composing. Okay. I will just say that it is in the spirit of Poda. Also, speaking of songs, I left my SoundCloud link on the Discord oh. after you guys asked for it. Here it is again for the show notes. Thank you for including that mm -hmm. so I don't have to go back and look. And Doug continues, hi, Nathan. Thanks for the mention. <laughs> That's about it for now. Just wanted to get my email in. You two have a great rest of the week. 73, Doug, KB8M. Doug, I'm on the edge of my seat. I hope that the song is about the colors of the wind. Please. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if it was? And, and Wait, did was, we already have one of like, those? Damn it. Yeah, probably. I think I think so. I, mm, because, I think Nathan did it. Mm, no? Or did we just sing it? <laughs> <Did we? laughs> no, I'm I, I yeah. I'm gonna go with Nathan. Nathan probably hit that. All right. Well, looking forward to it, and I will drop that link to Doug's SoundCloud uh, in the show notes. Very nice. Thank you, Doug. The next email is titled Anaheim, HRO, and COVID. <laughs> and this is from The Leatherman West. Oh, oh yeah, okay. We are, Very interesting. In. Very yeah. interesting. We've settled on a title. Ha so happy to hear it. A title? Yeah. The Leatherman. The Leatherman. Yeah. yeah. Well... My trip to Anaheim was very interesting, for sure. After an, uh, 22 hours in an airport and five canceled flights. Good Lord. Oh, no. I finally landed in Santa Ana. We stayed at the Hilton at the convention center, and it was amazing. I'm not a city dweller, but I have been to cities all over the country. Anaheim was the safest city I have ever been in. Oh, well, then you need to come to Cerritos what <laughs> like the anaheim hro has just transients rolling about around. anaheim is okay i will say that the areas that are within the disneyland sphere there's like a certain distance from disneyland resort yes that is very heavily policed the Anaheim HRO does not fall under that sphere right. of influence. I bet the convention center is probably similar to how... Oh, wait, wait, wait. He was at the Anaheim Convention Center? Yeah. Because he, he was talking about yeah. JFK. So no, I thought he, he meant the... Santa Ana. When he says he flew into Santa Ana... Yeah. It's, he's talking about JFK. No, he's not. What do you mean you flew into Santa Ana? He flew in, he's in Anaheim. He flew into Santa Ana. What? Okay. Okay. What is... what? There's a Santa Ana airport... Oh, no, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Okay. Is it JFK? No, it's SNA. Yeah. JFK. It's in Santa Ana. You can't call JF... You can't call an airport JFK. Oh, sorry. John Wayne Airport is what I meant, not JFK. Sorry. Yeah, it's SNA. That's the code for JWA Santa. is what I meant. Okay. okay. 
uh, in SNA because it is Santa Ana. Okay, yeah. sorry. The, the airport doesn't matter. When he said convention center, I thought it was like convention center adjacent to the airport. No, Anaheim Convention Center. Okay. Um. So there may be heavy policing around. That is a very curated experience. Yeah. Like if you were staying in downtown Orlando around any of the major theme parks, you'd get the same feeling. Right. Having stayed there feels very similar. Santa Ana is also a massive city. There's certain well, areas. But Santa Ana, he went to Anaheim though. He was at the oh, Anaheim. Oh yeah, yeah. Convention I mean, Center. Anaheim is a massive city. The same way like Long Beach is a massive Long city. Long Beach is such a big city. So you have areas that are actually very nice, and then. Right. Other areas that are like, I am not getting out of my car here. Yeah, 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 for sure. So um, so I'm glad you had a good experience in Anaheim. We jokingly call Anaheim Anacrime. Anacrime. <laughs> so. so take that for what it's worth. Yeah, it, it is one of those cities where there is a highly curated part that you experience. Yeah. And then there's like the rest of it, which is gradients of not as good as where you were at, yeah, down to kind of bad. And I'm not trying to throw shade at Anaheim. No, I, 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 I like don't, Anaheim yeah, I do quite too. a bit. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but there's to call it the safest city. <laughs> that I, is a statement I cannot get behind. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm living glad in this area. You had a good time. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. ecstatic. You loved it, so I can't wait to hear this intro. <laughs> Wes says, I felt super safe there and was less on guard than usual. I think it's because you can actually see the horizon and not just more buildings. So if crime happens, I can run to the horizon. <laughs> After I presented my research and Ubered my way to the HRO there, oh. Billy Bob hooked me up. Oh, he was working. Excellent. I had a blast just wandering around and looking at everything. Uh, HRO is a pretty small store, I feel like. I don't for, know. For a ham radio store, Leia, it's quite big. Is it really? Yeah. It's 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 a good size, yeah. It's so small. <laughs> I mean, it's ham radio. You don't need a big space. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I mean, I know there are bigger stores, but the Anaheim store is, is a good size. All right. It's just <laughs> Wes made it sound like he was wandering. Lots around. of ladies say it's a fine size. <laughs> I don't. I just don't want anybody thinking that you go to the HRO Anaheim and it's like this massive. Store. It's not a Costco. <laughs> Bullcam radios. <laughs> what are you doing? You can get ten Balfangs. <laughs> can I just buy one? No. No. <laughs> we only HRO special. In They're bundled. <laughs> <laughs> I purchased a Yesu FT70, and I think this is the best HT for the price. That is Billy Bob gotcha. That's his radio, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, he gets people on that radio. He gets them going. Did he get any? Did he? Did he? Did he get the add-ons? Uh, let's continue reading. Okay. I really feel. I really like the feel of this radio. And I love the feel of it too. To I using agree. it. Yes. While I was in the HRO, I met some nice people, but. There was one OM in there who was having trouble and was very impatient and a bit controversial. But Billy Bob handed him handled him with great patience and was polite with him. 
The OM later mentioned something to a young employee of HRO about getting his general. He said the best way to study was reading the book and taking the QRZ practice test. (coughs) I chuckled because once he started talking about QRZ, that fit his personality. He was most definitely a sad ham. Oh, no. While I was getting ready to head home, I checked my flight, and another flight had been canceled. Oh, my God. By the way, if you go to HRO Anaheim and you say, and you see Billy Bob, mm-hmm. say, you know, Josh sent me or Josh says hi or mm-hmm. something like that. Tell, tell This him. is what I really want to know. Mm-hmm. It seems like every time Josh goes into the HRO, they're, like, playing his videos. But I want to know, are they really doing this? Like, they see him pull Billy up, Bob they're like, turn it up. He's just, turn it up. <laughs> No, when so, you walked into the HRO, was Josh's video? You, you have to, you have to also appreciate. I have a video with Billy Bob, so he is often <laughs> playing his video when you go into the HRO. So to put, you know, it's it's not necessarily my video he's playing. I see. It's I see. his video, and he was very good at it. His <laughs> his, his seventy three hundred setup is amazing. While I was getting ready to head home, oh, I'm sorry, I read that. Well, we finally made it home, and I thought I was exhausted, so I went to sleep. The next morning, I decided to check just in case, and I tested positive for the human malware virus. In Anaheim? Oh, my gosh. So many people. I think that Noah, not like N-O-A-A, but like Noah the person. Noah with an H? Yes. Not an extra A. Right. In the um, HRCC podcast Discord, uh, also mentioned that he was dealing with uh, the panoramic. So, but Wes got it in Anaheim or on the plane. But like he was here when he got it. No, he tested when he got home. Oh, okay, okay. Smart man. I should just like I don't feel good. Better fly home real fast. <laughs> so, moral of the story I is do that, but. Just roll with the punches because you got a new radio. <laughs> yeah, and um, the uh, another recommendation on the the FT seventy is is probably get an extra battery for it. That is its weak link is that it it does consume battery pretty fast. Excellent. I think you're gonna love the radio. Billy Bob steered you towards something he loves. <laughs> I did a video with him on that radio actually too. Yeah, in addition he to is his the expert on that radio, <laughs> he really likes that radio because it's very easy to program. That's his, Mm. that's one of the reasons he likes it. All right. Well, Wes says, by the way, I asked one of my Ubers how far Cerritos was from the convention center. And he said about 20 miles. He asked why. And I said, I know someone who lives there. Then he asked, are they Chinese? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One, the convention center is not 20 miles from Cerritos. It's maybe 11. Mm? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. You yes. got to map it right now. Okay. I don't, I don't believe. I don't believe. <laughs> but 20 miles is what I drive to work. Oh, I guess so. Okay. So let's just. So um, I, I have to clarify this. Yes, there is a decent amount of Chinese population in Cerritos. But it's not like some cities that are like 
almost completely Chinese. Mm -hmm. It's not that. We have a very good distribution of Asian populations across Asian countries. A very, yeah, very diverse. Lots of Koreans, Japanese. uh, 11.4 miles. Wow, you got it. Nailed it. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Though... I do a lot of marketing for the Chinese school. It is like everywhere. <laughs> so no, but there, that might be a little bit misleading. <laughs> Cerritos has actual Koreans making Korean food. Yes. Actual Japanese people making Japanese food. Mm-hmm. Lots of Filipinos. Mm-hmm. Actually, it, it's probably one of the larger demographics is Filipinos. Mm. Would you say that it is those people making the food or owning the restaurant? Owning the restaurant. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and, and, and then, yes, there is a, there's a large Chinese contingency, uh, t- contingency as well. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, Wes says, I had to just laugh. I smiled and just said, no, but his wife is. <laughs> oh, Vietnamese too, but not yeah, as big. Yeah. But yeah. Well, our current mayor is Vietnamese. Yeah. That's one person. And so he brings a lot of Vietnamese to the yard. Okay. And they're like, our mare is better than yours. And you're like, That's what he told me. <laughs> while he was making while he was making the burger, she's like, You know what the secret ingredient is? What? And he said Is it fish sauce? Fish sauce. It's fish sauce. <laughs> and I said, Oh Nook Mom? And he was like, Oh, you know Nook Mom? And I'm like, Yeah. He's like, That's it. It's because it's got so much mm, so good and in it. <laughs> he is the um, he is one of the largest Vietnamese Vietnamese guys ever. Yeah, and he's a cop. <laughs> he is a big guy for yeah. being Vietnamese. Yeah, but also he's a cop. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's not easily intimidated, but also he doesn't have like any kind of like chip on his shoulder. What are you trying to say, Leah? You know what I mean? What are you trying like, to say? Sometimes you encounter some people that have like chips on their shoulder, uh-huh. like from various groups. <laughs> you know? Not saying anyone. <laughs> so overall, my trip to Anaheim was great. I can see why y'all live there. We don't live in Anaheim, but. <laughs> And I'm I'm not trying to get defensive about it. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed your time. Yeah. There are some uh, really great places to have craft beer in Anaheim. Yeah, 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 yeah. J- just like that. Mm. I like Anaheim actually. I I go there to there's like a a, a bring your own bottle store. Which is like really cool. I brought all these ragu bottles. <laughs> you can use those. You put your shampoo in it. <laughs> what? A bring your own bottle store is like a refill store. So you don't have to use plastic. You don't have to like when you go buy your shampoo, you don't have to buy a plastic container. You bring your mason jar <laughs> or whatever you want to keep your shampoo in, I guess. <laughs> Most people just bring a bunch of mason jars because they're easy. Like everybody knows what weight they are so that you don't get charged for that weight. But you can you can measure or weigh any of your containers before you fill them. You mean to tell me you don't have a standard measurement for a, a an Alfredo Prego bottle? 
<laughs> I think Predigo comes in plastic. So anyway. <laughs> These ones are glass. These are vintage. Wow. Those are probably worth something. I got to tell you. <laughs> yeah. It says five cents right on the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a really good comic book store in Anaheim uh, that sells a lot of Funko Pops, if that's your thing. You know that whole thing about the Funko and Pops have brains in them? Yes. Some of them. I Not think, all of them. I think it's a scam to get you to open your box so it's no longer collectible. <laughs> you have to buy another one? Because yeah. nobody opens their Funkos? Yeah, that's like how you buy two pairs of the same collectible kicks, right? <laughs> so you can wear one pair and All right, Darren, calm down. <laughs> but then it turns out if you don't wear them, the soles degrade, degrade. because they're made to compress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Things you learn by sneakerheads <laughs> on tiktok <laughs> if anyone is looking for a knowledgeable staff hro in anaheim is a great resource it thanks is. wes the leatherman yeah that's josh's like happy place yeah it's uh it, whenever he's feeling blue i might go tomorrow i don't know i mean i got i got that take uh all the kids with you yeah, Ben's really good. Edison's, he's gotten a lot better, but he used to just run. Like, just, he would get in the store and just run around between the aisles and stuff. And they were like, it's okay, it's fine. And I'm like, don't it's not give fine. an excuse for bad behavior. He needs to show good store manners. Yep, that's right. I Today, I think, like, he got so sad because we have a rule that the kids can't just, like, give away things or trade things without us, like, reviewing to make sure that what's happening is actually okay with the parents. Right. Right? They have no understanding of, like, monetary value. Right. So he got two Pokemon cards. He just walks up holding Pokemon cards. Yeah. He did not bring Pokemon cards. Right. So he didn't trade those for anything. Some kid gave him these Pokemon cards. And we're like, no, you need to give those back. But specifically, this is a group of people we don't know. Right, the, we have who, whoever no they idea got the Pokemon. Who these people are. <laughs> Mystery Pokemon. And I asked him, I'm like, did you ask them for these Pokemon cards? He's like, yeah, I was I was really nice. <laughs> so I'm like, she went up to people you don't know and yeah. just asked them for Pokemon cards. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I really like, like them. No, you're going to go I really ahead. wanted them. You're going to give those back. And then uh, uh, people were like, just let him have the Pokemon cards, right? Like people who were not the part of the group that gave the Pokemon right, 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 right. And then we're like, no, because that sets a precedent. That he can't just go around like, first of all, taking things. Well, he asked, but still, to me, yeah. that is and he can't it's do borderline that taking because now you're like he by him asking, he doesn't understand how guilt works or anything like that and and by him right. you know a young cute child saying like hey i want your pokemon cards like nobody's gonna turn him down right and so even if they gave him like trash cards he, he didn't earn them right there's no he he can't just ask for things and in particular he had already been disciplined by this uh, about this mm-hmm. the day before because uh he like received some pokemon cards that i did not okay and it turned out that one of the pokemon cards was like a very specific pokemon card Mm -hmm. that 
my friend, the child's mom, had gone on eBay to get for her kid. What? Because he wanted this card so badly. Mm-hmm. And you can't just like go in and I want this card. Right. You have to purchase it at a premium. Right. Because otherwise you're just buying Pokemon packs, hoping it's in there. Right, right, right. And um, so he knows he's not supposed to do that. And then when we explained it, they were like, oh, my God, you guys are really good parents. <laughs> it's the, the thing that – and I had to I had to explain it to one of the, the moms. They're like, oh, my kid, like when Pokemon first came out, like they had all the cards. Like they had everything. We bought all of them. We had like boxes of it. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Let me show you, let me show you something. Mm-hmm. And I pull up the, the news article mm-hmm. of – uh, a Pokemon, the most expensive Pokemon card mm-hmm. that was sold at auction. $420,000. Yeah. A Charizard hologram from the starter pack. And the mom you were explaining that to, um, her name's Amy. But she was telling me that when her kids were like kids playing with Pokemon cards, if they were on the ground, she threw them away. Uh, it's just cr- like I can only imagine how many of those cards are just landfill. Yes. Yes. It's crazy to me. I mean, that's why they have such a high value is that nobody thought I should take care of these. Right. I should right. keep these in mint condition. Mm-hmm. Most kids, they'll just bundle up their Pokemon cards and throw a rubber band around them. Exactly. Right? Like it's it's not The binder at all. thing is kind of like newer. No, the binder the binder thing is back when I was a kid. Like mm. these are all it's all just children tropes. Like they don't understand. Yeah. And and the parents are too exhausted to know much better except for the ones that do, but they make up the smallest minority right. of the population that knows, right? They're all just trying to get through life. I think that most parents do now know because I'm trying to get like Pokemon card donations because we have a Pokemon class at the Chinese school. And I was like, hey, I'm looking for uh, Pokemon cards. Um, I can provide a tax deductible receipt for you if you donate. Mm -hmm. And literally, like most of the time when I ask for something, everybody's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got this. Not a single answer about the Pokemon cards. (laughs) You trying to get my Pokemon card? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you trying to get my retirement fund? Can I come right here? It's it's the new um, what you call it? Uh, you trying to get my Beanie Babies too? Exactly. <laughs> you trying to get my Princess Di by Ina by Ina Baby? <laughs> by Ina Baby. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. All right, thank you so much, Wes. I'm so glad that you had a good time in Southern California. Um, Hopefully next time you come out here, uh, we'll all do a meetup or yeah, something. Yeah, try and drop me a line or something. Yeah, I, I know. Well, Wes told us he was coming uh, out. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I got to tell you. It's busy. The emails that go to Leia mm-hmm. for the podcast, not the... Not actionable. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> Nothing's coming out of that. There's no, I mean, we're reading them. There's no Google Calendar entry that's going into Google. the... <laughs> there's nothing like that. Like you gotta, you gotta DM me on Discord or get me on Patreon or something like that. Right on. And generally, if people are going to Anaheim HRO, like you don't really have to twist my arm to go, assuming that I'm not at work, which is generally what's been happening. An email comes in at 3 a.m. to meet up at it. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Gotta get up right now. Peonies on the air. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> All right. The next email is from. We gotta our... activate all the radios in HRO. <laughs> HRO is on the air. <laughs> yes. 
They should do that. We got to have enough contacts to make the jail time worth it. <laughs> the next email comes from our purveyor of all things maple, Russ. Good day, my friends. As some of you recall, I alluded during the digital and HF nets that I was checking in from a remote BOO. This sort of explains an observational comment made by Josh. I'm on deployment as an emergency manager supporting one of the many disasters. Mm. I noticed something that made me scratch my head when working with the SAR team and other agencies. Oh, they're organized with the state, but each member was tasked with getting their own gear, including comms. And they're volunteers. It was surprising to see how the radios varied from Fangs to Motorola or Thales and Harris. But even more concerning was the fact that no one attempted to coordinate frequencies right. between responding entities. Yep. Oy. I can only imagine the headache that that would be. The destruction of fires is undeniable, but depending on location, what comes next can be even more devastating. Flowing from the burn scar is ash, trees, soil, and other destroyed items during the rains after the fire. I was going to say, yeah, Causing horrible flash floods. Mm -hmm. If there's anything I can preach is never attempt to traverse a flowing submerged roadway. Never. Turn around, don't drown. Anyhow, I was finally able to use a 7300. It's a nice radio, but I'm not sure if it's for me. On a different note, I did pick up a new-to-me ICOM IC910H and an 8-band QRP radio. So as soon as I return home, it's time to play ham radio. I don't have anything else to add, so I will say 73. Anyhow, be safe, everyone, and 73, Russ, KC5, CNT. So no fancy quotes. I will leave that to Nate. <laughs> Russ, thank you so much for um, deploying and helping in an emergency. You know, it it's definitely a sacrifice on behalf of the volunteers, and you guys deserve all the appreciation for mm -hmm. getting out there and being boots on the ground helping. The next email is titled Signature Antenna and Things, and this is from Brian. Greetings to the Crash Course couple. I hope this email finds your family well and requests pets for Chloe on my behalf. Chloe gets lots of pets. Mm -hmm. She is. We will pet her again for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> During the recent unexpected conversation about hobo terminology, the one that stuck out to me was hobo jungle. This inspired the image of cartoonish hobos swinging from tree to tree. It made for a great commute. <laughs> In the attempting poto with my boys video, I saw that Josh has one of MFJ's external speakers mounted to his dash. I am safety-minded when mounting gear in my car so that during an accident, I won't add to the list of projectiles bouncing around in my car. Mm -hmm. I never use a phone suction cup or air vent mount in my car for this reason. I was wondering how Josh mounted the speaker and how well it holds. I'm itching to get my Kenwood D710A with homebrew GPS mod installed in my car. Um... Yeah, I, I can see particularly phone suction cups and that kind of thing. The The speaker is double bolted with um, serrated lock washers. So I don't feel like it's going anywhere. 
The cell phone for <laughs> sure would, would fly around. So yeah, I can see that. Also, none of the things are in the way of airbags. Mm. That's the that's the big thing. Sure. I want to thank Josh for his podcast topic about go kits. They are not something I put much thought into before the episode. Normally, I picture a go bag or a tiny QRP setup when the topic comes up, but the topic got me thinking about an old laptop bag I had laying around. My portable setup is now packed in a friendly go kit minus the coax and bulky battery. I realized how much of a boon this will be for my activations as I won't have to reinvent the wheel of which gear I need to bring with me every time I want to go out. Thanks. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, today we're going to talk a little bit more about some of that stuff, but we're going to cover lots of bases, hopefully. One final question. Hmm. I bought and have enjoyed Callum's signature 12.4 antenna. For winter in Minnesota, I'm planning on setting it back up in my backyard for the duration, giving me a second antenna to operate off of. This idea got me thinking, if we assume the pole can handle the weight and the twin lead is kept properly separated from objects, could I hang an inverted V doublet from the pole without risk of it interacting with the signature 12.4? Or is the wire of the inverted V bound to muck up the tuning of the SIGS elements by proximity alone? I don't have great options for hoisting up dipoles, and I'm working with what I have. I don't think it will. I don't think it'll hold the weight, and I can guarantee it will mess with the tuning. Hmm. So. Too close? Yeah, it's just too much metal, and then you're going to have coax going down the side of the antenna, mm. right? Because, again, you're going to have the the center point is the pinnacle where the, the center connector is at the top, and then you're going to have coax running down the side of the pole. Well, the side of the pole is where all the radiating elements are, and mm-hmm. they're going to inter- they're going to have interactions with the vertical elements for the DX commander. Mm-hmm. So I would not do that. That would be my preference. What are the options instead then? Uh, Buy. So here's another thought um, that you can do. You can actually buy the telescopic mast from Callum. Mm. Sans the kit. You can just buy the mast. You can guy out that mast and you can use electrical tape on every one of the connectors so that it won't collapse on itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Or or Jubilee clips, Mm -hmm. which are hose clamps in the US. You can use hose clamps on all the sections so that it stays rigid and you can mount the dipole center connector on its own mass that you guy out so that you separate it away from the vertical. All right. Or just run, you got, I can go for a while on this topic, but if you think about uh, a dipole, you really only need two connectors, right? Mm-hmm. You need two trees that you mount the wires to. Um, and then you have the the center connector just kind of floating in the middle. Mm-hmm. The center connector is obviously much heavier than the weight of the wires. And so it's going to hang down with the coax hanging underneath it and all that stuff. But what you can do, you could put two pulleys in two trees. Okay. And then have one line going between the two pulleys. Mm. And then all that line hanging down, slack line hanging down to the ground to like a turnbuckle or something like that. 
And then all you'd have to do is let the line loose. The center line that connected the two trees would drop to the ground. You could then use something like a zip tie to zip tie the center connector to that pulley line. Mm -hmm. And then stretch out the dipole lines and zip tie those onto it as well. Maybe put a knot on there or something so that it doesn't, doesn't collapse on itself. And then use the pulleys, hoist that up in the air, and use the use pull the crap out of those the, the pulley line, the the cordage, because mm -hmm. it can handle that that pressure, that pull more than the antenna wires will. Ooh. So put all that weight and pressure on those lines on the on the cordage, turn buckle that all out as tight as you can, and and there you go. Now you got a nice reusable dipole platform if you have two trees. All right. Well. Hope that answers your questions, Brian. Brian signs off. Thank you both for your time. Brian, K-E-0-R-I-Y. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And now Love it. it's time. It's the final email. The next email is titled FT8 ham study, and calling back. And this is from Volunteer Podcast co-producer Nathan. To Josh and Leah, just a few items. First, thanks, Josh, for attempting to catch me on FT8. I probably need to get around to my antenna higher, get around to getting my antenna higher mm -hmm. for better receive. Uh -huh. I finally got around to configuring my Raspberry Pi. Sorry, no micro center near me. But since I had the Pi before the price boom, no need for me. Comes with my FT8, walks away for a moment, under a minute, and I return with a completed QSO and log box popped up. Very fun. Next, if I wasn't clear in my voicemail, we support you however you have to study or learn the answers. No shade at all. Who cares what hamstudy.org says? The creators of the practice test you use every week, the creators of the signal stuff signal stick, the makers of the online testing program exam tools that facilitates the testing of almost all remote online ham radio tests. Honestly. <laughs> what do they know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leia, you do so much in all aspects of your life. I'm surprised you're able to do three questions a week. Good on you. <laughs> it's true. More info on what the great creators are saying. Here is a link. And it is a link to a vlog from hamstudy.org that says oh, why I should use hamstudy and not just take practice exams. <laughs> I will drop that link in the show notes. Jo don't, don't let Josh interrupt. The following isn't real. Lastly, imagine an older ham. He has taken to helping a newer technician, but that operator is moving far away. Mm -hmm. How will he contact him? Tell the tech he needs to upgrade? Tell him an HT isn't going to cut it? Define a frequency you can always talk on no matter if others may also be using that frequency. <laughs> Defend ownership of that frequency at all cost? <laughs> How will he convey this information? Perhaps singing for the first time in his life? The song is called, You'll Call Back. Oh my God! Are you ready <laughs> for me to wreck this song singing as an old ham that has never sung much before? It is not the smooth tones of Jonathan Groff. Leia. I bring you Donovan Gruff singing, call you, 
<laughs> You'll call back. Sorry, whomever plays it, please play it now. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, she's got the harpsichord. You say the price of my rig's not a price that you're willing to pay. <laughs> you try with your HT, which you PTT when you see me drive by. Why so sad? Remember, we made an arrangement when you go away. Now you need an upgrade. Remember, despite your rearrangement, we are hams. You'll call back. Soon you'll see when you get a rig that reaches me. You'll call back. Time will tell. A mobile rig will serve you well. Signals right. Yes. Report far. Yes. We will hear each other through it all. And then when push comes to shove. I will send out the full legal limit to transmit to you above. You say your battery is draining and you can't go on. You should have put Solar out upon the lawn. <laughs> and no, don't, don't change, change the, the frequency. Because <laughs> it's my favorite frequency. My special specific frequency. <laughs> my phone me only frequency. Forever. Fight them off and there'll be no more. Yes! <laughs> For your voice gives me praise, and I'll defend it till my dying days. When they're gone, I'll, I'll be, be glad. glad. Yes! So don't throw away this time. Because <laughs> when push comes to show me, I will tune up on their interference to remind them of our freedom. Everybody! Just you! Fantastic. All right. Deepest of apologies, Nick. That was perfect. I loved it. That is my favorite song from Hamilton. Jonathan Groff all is of my all of favorite. Jonathan Groffs are like the best. It is the George. best. It is the best little like chapter. Like it literally shows the it, it's like a um it's not a chapter per se. It's like a major sh uh, plot point shift. 
Right. right. It's like a three-point shift that they go through. So it's funny. Beautiful. Because my friend Sarah, who's very much into musicals. Yes. I Very much uh, a singer. I told her about what a great... She didn't listen to the soundtrack to Hamilton before I was telling her about it. Okay. And so I was like, imagine... If King George wrote a love song, <laughs> but he's crazy. <laughs> but he's him. Yeah. <laughs> and the love song is about America. <laughs> like an like estranged lover. Yes. It's so yes. good. It is so good. And uh, you know what, Nathan? We're going to need all the reprises, too. Yeah, I'll okay. go, go <laughs> pick up the rest of them, figure out new lines. Do Thank you it. so much for doing this. That's amazing. For I, anybody um... that wants to watch a really, like, if you don't want to watch Hamilton or you don't want to do that whole thing, uh, watch, um, I don't remember John what episode. John Adams. Yes, watch, I don't remember what episode it is, but John Adams, the show that was on HBO, is a fantastic show you should that watch it can't be he's that little, little man, man who spoke, spoke to me what was it 85 <laughs> that poor man the they're going to eat him alive <laughs> uh so that scene where john adams goes to meet the king mm -hmm. is really really fun why is that not my karaoke song oh it should be oh my god that should be all of them. Missed you're opportunities. Like, like, well, thank you. This is. Uh, I'm just going to hold on the mic for a while because uh, <laughs> you're buckling in <laughs> to anything Jonathan Groth said or sang in the entirety of Hamilton. <laughs> thank you very much. Tip your waitress. <laughs> so there's a line in the in the Hamilton song that says, um, "What is it? Uh, you're say." Our love is draining and you can't go on. Mm -hmm. And that's a reference to taxation. Right. And then it references, I'm going to send a fully armed battalion to, to remind, remind you, you of my love. Right. Which, how... how abusive hear, relationship. Hear me, hear me out where I'm going with this. How demoralizing must it have been mm -hmm. to be a, a British soldier, to get on a boat, mm -hmm. travel for three months mm -hmm. in horrible weather, Mm -hmm. in a boat that's yeah. just rocking up and down transatlantic you're, you're not yeah. you're under sail power yeah like you're not under your own power mm -hmm. you can get off the ship you probably feel like trash mm -hmm. and then you're like oh my god the continentals are firing back at us <laughs> <laughs> they've got weapons <laughs> it just had to have been so demoralizing to, to get off the ship and be like but mother of god who gave them rifles <laughs> Like, like, I don't know, man. The, the I love, I love the story of uh, <laughs> the independence of the United States, but man, some of it just cracks me up. I love the entire John Adams series. Oh yeah, that that is a fantastic show. Oh, so well done. What is because, that? HBO. Yeah, HBO. Yeah. Because the interesting thing, I think, one of the reasons why John Adams is such an interesting historical character is that he is, um, he was simultaneous. He, simultaneously, the defender of the British soldiers at the Boston Massacre, but then mm -hmm. also becomes uh, fully part of the revolution mm -hmm. and then ultimately becomes the third president, yes. which is just uh, so cool. My, oh, no, sorry. Second president. Wasn't my, Jefferson the third? Yes. Okay, thanks. My favorite part of the song by Jonathan Groff is the last part of the the part where he's like um the third yeah, he's completely demoralized that like 
George Washington is stepping down. <laughs> yes. Like, and, I wasn't aware that this was something a person could do. <laughs> you say that for many things around the I house, know. just as a regular part yes. of... Like when the kids do something crazy, you're like, I, I wasn't aware this is something a person could do. <laughs> it's very funny. All right. All right. Well, Nathan signs off 73K1MAZ, Nathan. And here come the quotes. I will never be an old man. To me, old age is always 15 years older than I am. Francis Bacon. I am an old man. A big weekend for me is Home Depot and a Caesar salad. Valley. I can't believe I've turned into a typical old man. I can't believe it. I was young just a minute ago. Maurice Sendak. More than anything else, I'd like to be an old man with a good face, like Hitchcock or Picasso. Sean Connery. <laughs> Hitchcock? Hitchcock has a very distinct face, yes. And like actually... Sean Connery has a fine face. Yes, it's a fine face. <laughs> yeah. For an old, an older man, he, he looks like Sean Connery, just older. All right. Leia, would you like to take a test? I guess so. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna skip these because it always preloads all these things that uh that i already know we gotta so. i think we gotta okay yeah at some point we gotta get back to you taking an actual practice test okay i can just do that right now would you like me to do that uh sure if you if you feel like the time is now <laughs> the time has come <laughs> but remember the food and things remember like, that on ham studied like shoes and chips and i don't think it wax, tells you cans. The answer right away. It doesn't. It's not like um, the QRZ test. So I'm going to have to load the general exam. Oh, what are it. you talking about? We're pausing now, apparently. All right. The first question of 35. Yay. Uh, <laughs> why is the F2 region mainly responsible for the longest distance radio wave propagation? A, because it is the highest ionospheric region. B, because it is the densest ionospheric region. C, because of the Doppler effect. D, because of meteor trails at that level. I'm going to go with A, because it is the highest ionospheric region, and that is correct. Yay. You which got of, it. Which of the following instruments may be used to monitor relative RF output when making an antenna and transmitter adjustments? A, an antenna noise bridge, B, a field strength meter, C, a multimeter, or D, a Q meter. Mm. I'm going to go with B, a field strength meter. You got it. Which of the following one-way transmissions are permitted? A, unidentified test transmissions of less than one minute in duration. B, all of these choices are correct. C, transmissions offering equipment for sale if intended for amateur radio use. D, transmissions necessary to assist learning the international Morse code. Wait, what's the question? Which of the following one-way transmissions are permitted? That's A, unidentified test transmissions of less than one minute in duration. Um, B is all of these choices are correct. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Anyways, I guessed the wrong thing. I guessed A. It's actually D, transmissions necessary to assist the learning of international Morse code. Ooh. I'm all over that. Why is it? flying off a bunch of Morse code. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Check me out. Uh, So uh, for that reason, I thought that it was not like that you couldn't just like, just gonna, because I'm using CW. It's totally fine. (laughs) Why is a time delay sometimes included in a transmitter keying circuit? A, to allow time for the transmit receive changeover operations to complete properly before RF output is allowed. B, to allow time for a warning signal to be sent to other stations. C, to prevent stations from interfering with one another. D, to allow transmitter power regulators to charge properly. If- and I'm going to select A to allow Good. time to transmit, receive, change over. I want to. I want to talk about this one briefly. I, okay. I hope that the questions were clear. In your radio, which is a box, it is two devices. There is a receiver and a transmitter. Back in the day, there used to be two boxes. Mm-hmm. One was a transmitter, and one was a receiver. That was the radio station. Two boxes. Sure. sure. You needed a keying device that would tell the receiver to deafen itself so that when you transmitted, you wouldn't blow out your receiver. <laughs> so that's what it does. It's, it's a way of telling the receiver, don't be the sensitive listening device that you are because I'm literally going to dump hot RF down this line. Because <laughs> you're using, you're basically using the same antenna, right? I mean, it's, right. it's one box, right? All right, the next question, which type of rectifier circuit uses two diodes and a center tap transformer? A, half wave, B, full wave bridge, C, synchronous, or D, full wave? And I have selected full wave, and that is correct. A full bridge rectifier! (laughs) That's for all my Electro Boom fans in the house. How does the total current relate to individual currents in a branch of purely resistive parallel circuit? A, it is the sum of the reciprocal of each individual voltage drop. B, it equals the sum of the currents through each branch. C, it equals the average of each branch current. D, it decreases as more parallel branches are added to the circuit. I wasn't paying attention to any of that. You lost me completely. Uh, how does the total current relate to the individual currents in each branch of a purely resistive parallel circuit? Okay. Um, I did not. I selected C. It equals the average of each branch current. It, it's, it equals the sum of the currents through each branch. Okay. Purely resistive. I have never seen that question before. So Yes, that is new for you. Which of the following would disqualify a third party from participating in stating a message over an amateur station? Mm. A, the person, the, the third party's amateur license has been revoked and not reinstated. B, the third party is not a U.S. citizen. C, the third party is speaking a language other than English. D, the third party is a licensed amateur. And I'm going with A, the third party's amateur license has been revoked and not reinstated. And that is correct. Okay. I'm, I think I'm done. That's five-ish. Mm-hmm. It's seven. Five-ish. It's seven, and I think I got like two wrong. All right. So thank you, Maybe Leah. Maybe three. We're starting the I test again. We're getting serious about studying. Are we? If I, have to, if I have to 
have Gordo send you a book. I'll do it. Leave Gordo alone. I'll do it. He's a busy man. I'll, I may be going out there to shoot some videos and be like, Gordo, slide him a, slide him a couple of bucks. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe no, I'll bring a self-addressed you... box. It's all just ready. <laughs> just, we'll do it live, Gordo. Let's just pack you it know, up. You know how I know that you're not going to do that? Because I hate postage. Yep. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I never, hate it. You would never do it. I hate postage. And if you come home with a book from Gordo, I'm going to believe that you bought it. And then I pulled an Edison. I'm like, Gordo, can I just have a book? <laughs> <laughs> can I have a general book, Gordo? <laughs> Can I have it? I really like it. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about the well-appointed ham. It's kind of like the modern gentleman, but the mm-hmm. well-appointed ham. All right. All right. So the thesis of this, I have a thesis. Oh, wow. It's likely impossible to have a modest kit and do all the ham radio things. However, with a budget, a chunk of money, a relative chunk, depending on how you budget and what you know, what your money is or what you want to spend, you can cover most bases. So we we've talked about different things. We've talked about hand tools and best QRP radios and best VHF radios and mobile radios and HF radios. I really resonated with a video that KM4ACK put out a while ago on no more ham radio kits. Now, I'm not going to stop making ham radio <laughs> it, it resonated with me, but it's not really going to change a lot of what I do because ultimately I think he just um, I think he just reduced down the kit further into something that is modular. He created a modular solution at the end of the day, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I agree with completely. But I still think there's a place for the ham radio kit. I still think there's a place for very mission-specific ham radio, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get around that. And it could be your entire ham radio career could just be based around mission-critical ham radio, and that's just what you do, and that's just what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this is a little bit more wide-banded, if you will. The idea behind this talk, and yes, this is a first draft on this, and this may likely end up as a video. I want to give everybody the idea of the things they need to possibly be a well-appointed ham. Okay. Meaning you got the right tools at your disposal, you got the right things and radios to do most ham radio stuff that you would want. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. I'm starting this off with the tools, okay? The first tool that I think you need to have for ham radio is a digital multimeter. Now, I used to be a big proponent of the $6, $10 Harbor Freight job. job. Just throw it in your Yeah, I, I still I still support it from that standpoint. Like if it's just going to be a, a throw it around device and you're just going to use it and move on with your life, it's good. Um, however, I, I ended up buying like a $40 Harbor Freight digital multimeter. It's really nice. It's, it's actually really, really high quality. I think it's like an Ames or something like that brand. You, you can find them. 40 bucks is not bad at all. And it's it's got fluke-like capabilities, which is pretty good. It's good enough for ham radio. I'm not going to pretend like it's good enough for, like, you know, what EEV blog would do, but still pretty okay. Second tool is, like, a power meter, an inline power meter. Now, it, it's entirely possible that you would have to buy two of these, one for HF and one for VHF, UHF. So just keep that in mind. Like, not all power meters are the same. 
you may have to buy something different. It should be an SWR and power meter. You get both options with it. You should be good to go. But you need that. It's important. A lot of radios, a lot of QRP radios and other radios don't have those type of things. So having that as a discrete thing also removes a lot of ambigu- ambiguity on ambiguity. What, ambiguity uh, <laughs> of what's going on with the antenna system uh, in between your radio and the feed line. So soldering iron I would put next. And I, I will give you uh, two options. And the USB-C units that you can find, by the way, if you go to the show notes, there is a link to the Amazon store. And in the Amazon store, I have a whole thing on ham radio kits and soldering and all that stuff. And I have all of these uh, recommendations for soldering irons listed. But the two that are value options are the USB-C ones that will run off of a USB-C power bank. USB-C is the appropriate thing that I'm mentioning here. A USB-A to USB-C cable is probably not running the amount of current you need or power to get the full temperature out of those USB-C irons. So a USB-C power bank to USB-C soldering iron is the way you want to go. But if you want a good base station version, Xtronic. This is the recommendation of Joe Eisenberg, and he has never steered me wrong as far as kits are uh, concerned. They're very inexpensive. They make really, really good irons. Um, I don't have any of their irons, but I do have their hot uh, air reflow workstation. It's really, really nice. Now, second tool, power pull or coax crimpers, probably one of each. Wow. This is, you're going to be hauling a lot of stuff. No, no, no. This is not something that you take with you. This is just the well-appointed ham. This is like ham shack stuff. Oh, okay. It can be portable. You can take some of this with you, but it doesn't have to be portable. Misunderstood. Yeah. Precision screwdriver set. And the way I would go with this, that you kind of get all the options covered, is get the iFixit kits. You don't have to get the most expensive iFixit. In fact, most of the bits that you get out of the more expensive ones are bits you're not going to need for ham radio. Side cutters are um, 90 degree flush cutters, as they're sometimes called. You need those for a lot of wire stripping, just cutting wires, working on kits, etc. Trust me when I say you will want probably a couple of pairs of those. They're invaluable for a lot of ham radio things. Books and study material. So when I say study material here, I don't mean studying for the license. A lot of this is the assumption that you've already got your license. So the idea here is you need just reference material. Okay. Really good reference material is the ARRL handbook and plenty of the blogs that exist on the internet. But I would recommend that whatever you get on the internet, you have some way to save that off as a document you can actually reference later, right? Mm-hmm. Something that you can use offline. Same thing that goes along with that is the manuals for your radios. Have them in digital copy. Don't don't have a just a physical copy that you keep somewhere. I know lots of people do it, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying also have a digital copy because digital you can search for the word you're looking for. And it could be the the letters that are on the face of the radio that you just can't figure out. Like what is what's the what's the thing that's always on the icons? XLS or XES or XEL. It's a little circle button, and you push it, and it does something, and nobody really knows what it does. <laughs> but if you have the manual, you know you know how to you know how to explain what that does. Anyway, you get the idea. All right, so that's the tools. 
right? So well-appointed ham has to probably have those tools. You don't have to go expensive with that. Most of that stuff should probably be under $200 is what I'm guessing okay. for the tools. By the way, everything I'm talking about isn't something that like you just buy it all in one shot. Most of this stuff you will buy as you need it is what I'm assuming for the tools, okay? So VHF, UHF. A lot of technicians out there, this is your starting point. This is where you're getting started in ham radio. If you have an exterior antenna you're going to put up in your house, outside your house, you want to set up the, the best coax you can because at higher frequencies, your radio will lose some of its RF power through the coax. And we call that RF, you know, coax loss. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want good coax. I would recommend LMR 400, but that's really expensive. However, LMR 400 has low losses in UHF and VHF. UHF, as you get higher in frequencies, UHF being a higher frequency than VHF, you're going to lose more of that power through the coax. So keep that in mind. LMR 400 is probably what I would recommend. All right, so if I had to pick an HT for somebody starting out, analog HT, uh, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a couple, okay? So analog HT, the first, the budget option always is the UV5R. There you go, Baofeng, right? Thirty-five dollars, boom, whatever. You it's can even still just thirty-five dollars. Uh, no, it started out like twenty-five. It's now like thirty-five. The whole ten dollars up. You might be able to get it at different prices, but Inflation. you know, whatever. yeah. Now, um, I would there. There's also like the GT5X, which is like a, a radiodity radio, which is like the the Baofeng with the problems fixed, so it does good filtering and all that. Uh, that would be a good recommendation as well. If you want something that's a little bit more expensive, if you're planning on going outdoors. If you're if you're planning on getting more functionality out of your handheld, consider while it's still available to buy the Yesu VX6R. Because they're not making them anymore. It's an older radio, but it's tri-band. There's not a whole lot of tri-band radios out there. I'm going to be talking about one in a, in a video in the future, but I haven't reviewed it, so I can't really recommend it here. The advantage of the Yesu though is it's uh, it's submersible. So you can Ooh. totally dunk it. It actually has Great um, for the water park. Yeah, it actually has um, ports that are screw on and water resistant. I have to give a shout out to the tech prepper on his deep dive he's done on the VX6R. It I've known about this radio for a really long time, and I've not pulled the trigger on one mainly because I'm like, oh, that's an old radio. Who's still using that radio? Blah blah blah. But uh, the tech, prepper, the tech has, prepper is the tech prepper has made some really good uh, points on why this radio is still completely valid, and the fact you can still buy it is probably a good reason to just go get one and have it and beat the hell out of it and use it because that's kind of what it's designed for. So, if you have to go digital, if you must go digital, there's basically three ways to look at this. You can buy a digital radio based off of the digital mode you want to use that's generally going to lead you down the road of whichever repeater is the most popular in your mm -hmm. area repeaters 
most likely DMR is going to be the, the most adoption rate. So if you had to pick a DMR radio for digital voice, it's probably the Anytone 878, which mm-hmm. would be my recommendation. Not an inexpensive radio, but still a, a very good DMR radio. Mm-hmm. Probably the one of the best. It has a fantastic battery life. One of the best speakers in ham radio. It's super, super loud. Um, but there you go. Now, as much as I like D-Star and Yesu System Fusion... All of those radios are relatively expensive. The cheapest Yesu System Fusion radio is that FT70 we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. But the problem I have with the FT70 is that it sucks batteries. It Mm -hmm. just, it depletes them very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And an HT, I would almost rather go with a less functional radio, Mm -hmm. like just voice, right? Just do voice and last a really long time with the battery. Okay. Adding digital modes, adding all this stuff just makes the battery go away even faster. Right. But it's a handheld. It's supposed to last you at least the whole day so you can get it charged back up. So the FT70 is not the radio I recommend here, just to explain why. Huh. If people were curious about why I'm not completely on board with the FT70. It's just the batteries just don't last, which which bothers me a lot. You care very much about things lasting all day. I'll tell you why. Um I have the Kenwood D72, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good radio. Lots of features. It, it's got a USB cable to go directly to your computer. And, and you're talking about a radio that's, I don't even know, maybe even close to a decade old at this point. But you could connect to it for, via your computer and use it as a, as a computer-controlled radio device. Mm-hmm. But the battery lasted like no time. It just drains Ugh. when you use it. Yeah. So it was extremely frustrating. I took it out on multiple soda activations and before I even would get to the summit, before I would even get to the location, it was dead. Oh, that is frustrating. So I had to learn how to strip all the features off of it, only have the ham radio analog side of it. And only when I got to the summit was when I would use APRS and, and all that other stuff. So, you know, thing, things that you learn as you as you do, but whatever. Now, the thing with the digital voice is if you go with the Anytone 878, you can still buy a hotspot, and that hotspot will allow you to get to DMR to Yesu System Fusion, for instance. If you wanted cross-mode capability across all modes, then you would have to step up to an open spot. Those hotspots are like $350, so they're very expensive. Mm. But with that hotspot, you buy one radio and you can communicate on any of the digital modes. Oh. It's a universal translator for digital modes. Wow. Over the internet. Okay, so it's not Mm -hmm. RF, over RF kind of thing. Very cool devices. Hotspots are generally recommended. Um, If you wanted to go cheap, if you looked up DMR hotspot, they're about $150 for the low tier ones. I don't have a huge recommendation other than the PNW spot that Ethan, uh, one of the admins on Discord, makes. However, he's sold out of them. I don't know that he's <laughs> making them right now, so I, I can't really give you a strong recommendation there. But there's plenty of uh, web pages on the internet and, and YouTube videos you can look at for good hotspot recommendations. So I'll let you decide on the way to go on that. As far as mobile radios go, now everything I just said on HTs. If you live in an area with very few hams and there's not a lot of repeaters, then you might just be better off going analog mobile radio only. 
mm-hmm. and just working long distance uh, VHF, UHF contacts. That's a thing a lot of people do. You may want to do that, or maybe you're just trying to get into a repeater that's you know a bit further away. When it comes to analog mobile radios, I like the inexpensive ICOM 2730A. I bought this radio before I had anything to do with ICOM. I was not involved with Ham Nation or anything like that. And it's still, you know, one of my primary VHF, UHF radios when I'm in the shack. Um, I don't have it in my car because I have a Yaesu FTM 400, which is a more expensive radio. Mm-hmm. But fantastic, good analog radio. As far as antennas go for VHF, UHF, a big old ground plane antenna on your roof, as high up as you can get, possibly even on uh, a mast of some kind, mm-hmm. it's going to get you the best performance. With everything I just said here talking about radios, you can still do satellite stuff too. Um, you might need two bow fangs, for instance, to do satellites appropriately and properly. And you can buy yourself an elk antenna or a arrow antenna, most likely to split the feeds between the dual bands, mm-hmm. and that and that would work just fine. So consider that the arrow antenna dual band uh, for VHF UHF if you want to do satellites. This is the only specialty accessory you don't really need, mm-hmm. but it's a well-appointed ham. So a mm-hmm. yagi is still valuable even if you're not doing satellites. So HF. There's really three breakdown points that I have on this is portable, base station, and QRP. Okay. So a well-appointed ham, if they were doing portable HF radio, it's very likely that they would consider a Yaesu FT891. We've talked about these before many, many times. It is the HF radio I have in my car. 100 watts HF, very capable, good radio. Not the easiest menu system ever. Um, I think everybody knows that, but that's what I would put down as far as a base station radio goes. I'm starting to recommend people start looking at the used market. Hmm. So base station radios, you might be able to find yourself a Yaesu, uh, what is it, FT, uh, FT3000 or FTM3000, Yaesu FT450, an ICOM 7300, you can get those used now. An ICOM 7100, a 7200, um, 7000. 7, a lot of these are all still really capable radios in the used market that are, you know, going to work for you just fine for most of what, what you want right. to do, particularly having a, a well-appointed station, a capable, well-appointed station is kind of what we're going with this. So all of that would work. There is a lot of interest in the new Yesu radio, which is the Yesu 710, I believe. I fully expect to see it in Huntsville. So we shall see what happens uh, with that whole thing. I um, I, I think we're going to see it. I think it might be under glass. I think it might be out there. But you better believe if um, if I get a whiff that it's out there, I will be live streaming it. I'm going to be live streaming anyway, but... You, you, you'll know um, there's a lot more vendors that are there this year at Huntsville than they were last year. So we're going to have some fun with that. Now, QRP, I basically broke these down into hiking radios, shack in a box radios. That's just QRP. You want something that you can pack up, put away. It's not on your desk anymore. 
and then going cheap. Those are my three options. Okay. <laughs> the first one is the Elecraft KX2, is the hiking radio. Okay. That is probably one of the best radios you can have if you want something portable and capable and you want to be able to use a myriad of antennas. That's the radio to take. I don't love the charging solution. In fact, I'm I'm very much not a fan of the charging solution. I wish they would come up with something that we could adapt to the KX2 to make it more friendly to charge that internal battery or or do something. There's something. a Yesu FT891 for sale on the HRCC buy sell trade on Facebook. For how much? Uh 580. Mm, that's a good deal. It says he's turned it on but never transmitted on it. Comes with box, paperwork, cords, bracket, and anything else it had in the box. Oh, so this is just straight up a boxed 891. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Shack in a box. This is the expensive radio, the 705. Mm. The 705 could be your everything radio. It could be your VHF, UHF radio. It could be your HF radio. The problem with the 705 is it is $1,200, and it's... 10 watts output that is the that is the downside of the radio it, it, it it's not a downside though because it's highly portable right mm. it's it's a portable radio it's limited to 10 watts so there's but that's a, just the reality of there's it. an icom 706 that is older than the 705 706 mark 2g is like the last um round of that radio that's a, more of a full-sized uh, it's a larger portable radio, if that makes sense. Mm. A very good radio. If you can still find those, those are good radios. There's one on the buy sell trade. How much? Uh, do you, are you asking because you want to buy it, or just because you want the list? I'm just curious. It? You seem like you're like very excited about finding this. Is it a Mark II G? Uh, it just says v HF VHF. Yeah, seven oh six Mark II G. How much? Oh, is it? it was actually purchased from Ham Radio Concepts <laughs> originally. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it is four fifty. Wonder if it smells like Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as going cheap. Um, the 817, Yesu 817 ND used. Okay, so we're talking used radio. You should be able to find one of these $400 and under. If it has a, a boatload of accessories or a bunch of add-ons, then you're going to pay for that. The, the 818 is fine. The 818, though, is 650 which is kind of expensive. I know a lot of people probably are waiting for me to say the 6100 by um, Shegu. I'm. I I think we could we could we could put that on here. We we could put that on there. It's it's a pretty good radio. It's capable for HF. It sounds like it's very expensive to be well appointed. No, yeah, this is something you build up to. This is a build up plan. Look at this as like your your future goals. Build a roadmap. Put a budget together. Right. Work through the whole process. A lot of the stuff you may not need. This is just me talking through what I think are some of the big major stops people take along the way in okay. their ham radio career. 
This could take some person 10 years before they get to their all this stuff. Lives. Their whole lives. Yeah. So when you look at it like that, amortized over time, that's not that bad. What? <laughs> right? But you're also a really big proponent of like, buy what you need based on your circumstances. Sure. You don't, you don't need to be well appointed. Don't let Josh spend your money. I <laughs> oh, that's the wrong one. Also good though. Let me spend your money. This is not me trying to get you to spend your money. This is me just trying to put a baseline of like what is a well-appointed station. Mm. What does that actually look like? Okay, so some of the um, looks like a mad wife or, or maybe, husband. Maybe. <laughs> so some of the accessory items and the and the most important thing we'll get to accessories in a second. But the most important thing is just antennas. So let's talk about that for HF right up right now. There are like. Two that I recommend, um, there's more, but I'm going to go with two for right now. The DX Commander is still just a completely solid antenna. You got to assemble it yourself. It saves you money. But if you can put this up where you live, you're going to be happy with it. I I, I promise you, you're going to be happy with it, with it if you can put it up correctly. It's a very good only, antenna. Only if you say DX Commander the way that you say DX Commander. Okay. Uh, the other one is the Chameleon Lefts antenna. Very, very good antenna. Very, very nice antenna. Decently priced. Chameleon's generally expensive. Pretty expensive. The Lefts is on the, the, the less expensive side of, of all of this. But with that said, all of the antennas that you see on the internet or whatever, you can homebrew them. You can just make it yourself. Right? Oh, that's true. You can buy the parts at Home Depot. You can buy the toroids online. You can buy the enclosures. You can make your own enclosure. You can 3D print stuff. You know, there's a ton of 3D printed antennas out there. Antenna making really is very popular right now. It's it's kind of in a, a new renaissance of, of antenna building. And I would argue it's, it's folks like K6ARK. Kark. KM4ACK that K-Mag. are out there doing things that are leading to this this renaissance in antennas kit building of antennas and and interesting fun portable radio antennas so so definitely check those out now the one thing i didn't list here and and it's particularly important for the hf radios particularly the base station and some of the qrps because that's how they charge the batteries is a good power supply so uh, two i will recommend is powerworks makes a very good power supply it runs off of power poles and uh, mfj also makes a couple of power supplies that run off of power poles as well that is what i recommend i don't recommend you get any other power supply except for a power supply that runs on power poles and you hook all your wires up to be power poles and then everything will work with your power supplies without much issue as far as batteries go, go watch my video that I did with Dennis. Uh, tons of really interesting information there on building your own battery packs. Those are also homebrewable. You're going to spend a little bit more money because you're going to have to buy yourself a spot welder potentially to be able to <laughs> assemble a battery pack. Uh, but as, as you know, just something people do. I did that. Just buy a spot. Mm-hmm. I did that. I believe it. 
It was like under, it was like a hundred bucks for the spot welder. Wasn't that like a, wasn't that a, a special situation? Yeah, I, I ordered it from the UK and I waited weeks for it to show up. <laughs> that was a special situation. All right, so it wasn't some hot deal at a swap meet? No. Oh, I also had to buy a Walmart car battery mm. to run the spot welder for, okay. the, for the cranking the uh, the cranking amperage. <laughs> that really escalated, mm-hmm. I gotta say. Everything escalates, I will say. Ham radio, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's no reason that you have to buy all this stuff right now. And there's no reason you have to own all the stuff that I talked about. But it can get real spendy pretty fast. No Be- joke. Because you, you as Leia said, <laughs> as Leia said, you got to buy what you need. Yeah. And so all of a sudden you get in this situation where you're like, all right, so I've got an antenna. It's not a perfect match. It's pretty good. I use the internal tuner on my radio to tune it. And you're like, yeah, I'm getting out. I'm getting out okay, but. I think I'm gonna put. I think I'm gonna get an amplifier. Sure. And so you're like, okay, what do amplifiers cost? Oh, that's that eight eleven H. That's not too expensive. You can find those for about a thousand dollars. That's not. That's not so bad. That'll give me eight hundred watts, peak eight hundred. You'll most likely see five hundred, but that's five times the one hundred watts I'm putting out now. That's not bad. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna buy that. And so then you buy it, and then you get in a situation where you're like, well. You remember how I was using the internal antenna tuner just to just to bring it down a little bit on sure. that antenna? Well, that internal antenna tuner doesn't work through the amplifier. Okay. So now you need an antenna tuner that can handle the power output of the amplifier. All right. So that means you got to get a beefy tuner like a prole. Oh my gosh. And then that's all of a sudden how you you end up with when you're remember when you one of the one of the few times you've gone with me to the HRO. Mhm. We rolled in there and there was a a prole sitting there. A okay. prole 1000. And I went, "How much?" And they said, "$200." And I went, "I'm taking it. <laughs> Pack her up." Pack her up. And that tuner has gotten me through all of the Christmas light live streams, uh, any crazy antenna things where I'm going to put an amplifier on it, that tuner is the saving grace of that whole thing. And that I bought that used. I saved money. Spaving. I was spaving to, to blow up Christmas lights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, I got to start thinking about the, the next Christmas antenna. Oh, my God. I'm thinking about... Uh, Summer's not even over yet. Christmas hex beam. Wow. No, I'm I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> we're not doing that. Um. Anyway, so I got sidetracked a little bit there, but uh, yeah, those those are the the points there. I think of a well-appointed ham station. The well-appointed ham might have some of this. Now, I I, I mentioned a lot of names of radios and uh, brands that make them. You don't. Just because I didn't mention your favorite radio doesn't mean that it doesn't replace the 818, for instance. Lots of radios replace that. If you're happy with that radio, more power to you. 
my point here was to kind of like cover the bases some mm -hmm. and try and hit some of the major points where people stop on ham radio along the way, a part of their journey. Sometimes you just got to love the one you're with. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Well said. Well said. Well said. So don't get so caught up on the, the names or recommendations. Treat them more as like examples that, that you could possibly have a replacement for or possibly have something that would work as an alternative. That's important stuff. So anyway, those are my thoughts. Leigh, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are really the end of the Mr. Rogers episode. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We're just going to 73. That was Mr. Rogers? I don't think <laughs> yeah. he ever said that before. So anyway, thank oh, you all. Actually, I did have one thought. Oh, did see, you, know, you do have thoughts. There's did you know that in, um, in The Rookie, knowing Morse code actually saves the main character's life? What's The Rookie? It's the show about the, it's Nathan Fillion, oh, Nathan Fillion. as the 40-something-year-old uh, rookie. Nathan Fillion is not 40-something. I'm just telling you in that role. The show's not on the air anymore. so. But he basically gets taken hostage. Mm -hmm. And he's able to blink out a message in more. So code. this is straight up a copy of the Vietnamese down pilots? <laughs> That's a little messed up, but he is, and it just so happened that blinking. Lieutenant Gorin was in the 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 was at the police station when he started blinking, and, and Lieutenant the Gorin chief, was like, "The chief, the chief, uh, recognized it, mm -hmm. and it was uh, Nolan who is the rookie, um, the older rookie. Mm -hmm. It's him um, giving a description of the guy." So he's describing, he says, scar. And That's really helpful. Yeah. So Jeremy Irons of <laughs> Duffy, that's what you're saying? That's all. That's my thoughts. And then, and then he blinked, be prepared. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. We have a lot of fun making it. And the fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us. 73. 73.